Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. guys probably fought hundreds of thousands of other super beings on the other planets he's destroyed right and we have to assume he's won i don't care how many demons he's fought and how many hells he's never fought us not us united Here we are again. This is chapter 13 of the DC Alliance podcast. This is post-Fandom. Got a whole lot of stuff to talk about. My name is Greg. With me, as always, my co-host and homeboy, Travis. And Travis, I got one more for you tonight. Hallelujah. Yeah, Greg. Unfortunately, that song has been stuck into my head for (laughs) at least two days now. It was even, while me and Chris were talking pre-show, it was even going off in my head. I don't even know why. Like I was, That's because I was get... watching the trailer in the background. You just heard oh, yeah, it. I was too. Yeah. It, it, it's, getting, <laughs> it's getting a little annoying. It's starting to be like the sign that never ends, but uh, just excited for fandom. That was such a great event. I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, we definitely couldn't do it alone either, so uh, after you plug the network, we have a couple guests uh, to help us talk about this. Okay, well, let's go and get the network going. Then uh, we are part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network, and that is a uh, network where you can find anything you need six days a week now, Monday through Saturday. Uh, we cover DC, Marvel, uh, Star Wars, you know, and then uh, a little bit just for everything else on different shows. But uh, Mondays, you can check out Mr. Balga here with World Finds True Believers. Where he, co- he covers uh, comic books from any publisher. Tuesdays, you can check me and uh, Travis here on DC Alliance Podcast. Wednesdays, the Marvel Alliance Podcast. With Mr. Snell, or yeah, Mr. Snell and Mr. Balga there again. Thursday is Katie Day. You can have Star Wars uh, or a Slice of Film podcast where she covers a different film and, or Star Wars Ultimate Alliance, much like the Marvel or DC. And then Fridays, come hang out with me and Travis again on the uh, Superhero Discussions podcast. Wow, I got through all that except for Saturday. Saturdays, we also have Weird Science Comics, which is going to be uh, DC Weird Science Comics and Marvel Weird Science Comics. I don't know if it's going to be on Saturdays and Sundays, it's but. Def- it's definitely at least this Saturday. Okay. Uh, they just tweeted out saying this Saturday they premiere okay. with uh, Weird Science DC Comics. Okay, awesome. So check them out. They cover recent comics uh, going on right now, cover uh, storylines. And then Super Civil Servants is also going to be on the network in the beginning of September. So check us out there. I think it's going to drop Saturdays. But that's the entire show other than the Patreons. Travis, tell them about that. Well, we just have a dollar tier that's just basically helping us out uh, little gift we'll say at five dollar tier you get ad free episodes and you get early access to episodes 
and you get access to some Patreon exclusive episodes. But uh, the $10 tier, you get Patreon only. Just only the Patreon $10 patrons can access these videos and audio. Uh, everything helps us out. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. And I also just want to make a note of the downloads. The past few episodes have increased quite a bit, which is... Uh, to be expected with fandom, but uh, we greatly appreciate it. Anytime, even if you just download us once and we're not your cup of tea, uh, we appreciate it. And we hope to keep you guys after fandom as well. Yes, sir. Well, you'd mentioned before we have some guests with us tonight. Joining us again from uh, the Marvel Alliance podcast, World's Fast True Believers, Mr. Balga. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I, I, I've learned that possibly my new possible new favorite character that i hope at least has a na- decent amount of screen time on suicide squad is the disarmed kid <laughs> oh what hold on sorry that's, yeah, that's, like, that's tdk that's tdk that's nathan fillion yeah oh, okay okay i got you sorry um <laughs> i made him speechless ladies and gentlemen yeah, it did. finally yeah. happened <laughs> We've also got Brent with us tonight from uh, Fans Without Borders, Squadcast Media. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. There's there's a new costume coming soon, and I could not be happier about it. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Oh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about with that tonight. But uh, we all took part in the Geek Ultimate Alliance, Geekverse team-up of the live stream with the entire DC fandom. I think that's definitely the longest stream I've ever been on. I took a few breaks, but it was still a very, very long stream to be on. We covered every panel, and here tonight we're going to break them all down. So we've got them kind of uh, in somewhat of an order that makes sense, and let's get it going with uh, the games. Let's talk the uh, Gotham Knights and the Suicide Squad Kill Justice League. Let's start with Gotham Knights. Fellas, overall, what do you think about this game? Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) This was a game that's been one of the worst-kept secrets, and just is this game ever coming out? Uh, from WME Montreal and man a a co-op where we're playing as Nightwing, Red Hood, Robin and Batgirl even though it's not in the Arkhamverse it's it's basically the same kind of skins as the Arkhamverse in different ways co-op, kicking butt taking down the Court of Owls have my money didn't they say there were some Easter eggs in there that made it seem like it might be connected to the same universe, the Arkham universe? The, or the they, opening, they already said it's not. The opening definitely with Bruce saying, you know, the the message triggered when the cave was destroyed at that point, which is kind of very similar to the Nightfall uh, protocol at the end of Arkham Knight. But you're right, okay. they did had they have officially come out and said this is not connected. Okay, so it's still possible. There's a chance. Travis, what do you think? <laughs> Oh, man, Greg, I was blown away. Uh, Like Chris said, this has been the worst kept secret that they actually have a game. But this game has been about 18 different uh, things, in my opinion. Uh, From I thought it was going to be Batman versus Court of Owls, to be honest with you. And I've noticed what's said multiple times on the stream on Saturday, but having a Batman game where you don't actually have to play as Batman is... Is a little baldy in my opinion because yeah. a lot of people expect to get Batman, but I couldn't be more excited. Uh, I'm going to play with Nightwing all the time. Uh, I love the design in Arkham, and it's kind of similar here. Uh, I love the gameplay look too. Uh, that was great because I like. I know with Suicide Squad versus Kill the Justice League, we only got the cinematic, but I I like to see how the gameplay 
uh, looks, to be honest with you, and seeing this is going to take my money right away, especially being co-op with two players. I wish it was four, like the Avengers, but uh, I'll take two. I hope, I don't know, maybe they can change, I, they won't change that, yeah, but yeah. that was my hope. <laughs> Brent, I know you got some uh, Red Robin in there. So well, they're making they're making good decisions. I mean, Tim Drake, what more could you want? <laughs> yeah. what, what more could you want? And you know, I, I echo what Travis said. I, four player would be better. Two players, great. Now I'm pretty excited for this game, and I will definitely be checking it out. Yeah, the game looked amazing. I mean, that's all these games do is they just get better and better and better. I love the idea, like you said, Travis. Not playing a Batman game without Batman, I think is. It is ballsy. I think it's a good concept, though. It can be really fun because you have such a big Batman family. It'll definitely work, especially the characters you have on there. I'm definitely going to play this game. Can't say I'm a guy who's going to buy it because, you know, <laughs> I, I downloaded the beta of Avengers the other day. <laughs> How'd you like it? It, it was Chris? fun. It was fun. But I, I can't get to the point where I can start playing multiplayer Chris, yet. I- I have some frustrated. I have some frustrated text messages from Greg from last night. Yeah, yeah like, like I fell asleep. He's like, I don't know where to go. This yeah. is... <laughs> I, th- I think I have gotten to that point because I think I've got I've gotten to the point where they're at some kind of globe computer thing, looking at that, and you can pick yeah. a mission. So, yeah. but I couldn't You're find close. the multiplayer option, and I'm not gonna lie, just, like without the one more mission. Without the multiplayer, <laughs> it wasn't that fun. Like it was just kind of a button masher for me. It was fun. It was cool to see on screen, but. I eventually was like, okay, I want to play basketball again. You know, I mean, so it's not a game know, there's not actually multiplayer in there. We all just made it up. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. You keep looking, but it's not actually, I mean, Travis and I have definitely not played at all. <laughs> totally yeah. made it up. Oh yeah. But I'm sure once I get to the multiplayer point, if I can do it before the beta ends at the end of the week, then yeah, I'm going to have a good time with it. But well, uh, beta, you can't play the beta anymore until the weekend. Yeah. It's locked. Out. I don't even know if oh, you played you it until launch. Yeah, you can't play it until launch. It was it because I just yeah. got a, an update saying oh. uh, how many contributing, how many hours, points, everything like that. So yeah, you're done till September fourth. I didn't even make it out of the training. Dang <laughs> <it>. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, th- this game looked pretty amazing. I uh, do. We do have a question on this one from uh, Mr. Snell here. He says, "Who do you want to play as the most?" Good question. Oh, I you Night- Nightwing. That right. <laughs> Nightwing. Yeah. yeah, easy Nightwing for me. Tim Drake? Um, Drake? I would love to play the Marge Simpson thing. I want to play them all. I'm sure we all want to play them all at that point. But (laughs) but an interesting uniqueness, I would say, Nightwing's my guy, but getting a chance to play Red Hood, I I, I just want to take him for a spin a bit. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see the different fight styles between all these Bat family members, and to see the similarities between them as well, because there's got to be some things about them that are similar. Being Bat family, but they got to have differences as well. It'd be fun to see. I, I found this thing from um, the creative director. I thought it was an interesting quote, uh, Patrick Redding. He said, "We wanted to take away any certainty, any feeling of safety, so we could take take a Gotham City where Bruce Wayne has been operating for Batman for like 15 years, with all that history and all that network of allies, and then take him out of the picture. Really demands players figure out." How would I step up? How would I protect Gotham City? The lack of certainty could perhaps be the signal the game's willing to take some major characters killed off during its runtime. You you guys were talking about the multiplayer with it and how... I'm wondering when you're playing with two-player multiplayer, if you're going to have the option to play as all four players and each player can switch out. Or likewise with playing single-player, you can at least have two players you can switch out with. 
I they do like that. Spe- they didn't specify on that, whereas in the Suicide Squad Kill Justice League game, they did specify that you could alternate between characters at any point throughout the mission if you're on just single player. Like, right. I remember Chris actually, like, did hear it. Like, he was the first one to say, like, I think it was simultaneous uh, switching. I think that's what you said. Yeah, I mean, they, they you saw during the game at that pretty much one point Robin dropping in at that yeah. point. Now, now I don't think we've confirmed that you could switch out at a whim. I know Suicide Squad. That that's what I was confirmed. saying. Yeah, that was confirmed. Yeah. This okay. one, I think all they've really confirmed is two player co-op at this point. I don't believe it's four player at this point. They have not confirmed that. I think we all would have would be getting the game if it was just a one player mission, like a same as like Spider Man game. If it was you could play as these four characters and go through, even if it was just on your own, I would I would have that game day one. Yeah, it'd make it more fun for sure. Yeah, it'd be interesting if you could play the whole story that with that style with each individual character to see like what would be different, like about yeah. the story, how each character would mm-hmm. react differently to different story elements. That would be an amazingly <laughs> lasting game, like replayability. Like there yeah. would have to be some significant, like it doesn't have to all be like earth shattering, but enough to make me want to replay. Because I'll be honest, it's hard for me to replay games like this over and over again. Um, you know, just to so they've got to they've got to keep me going because this is already like a twenty to thirty hour game mm-hmm. on on a one playthrough. And see, I think that's the thing that gets me about games like that. Like I said, I still enjoy them, but it's the reason why I'm not as attracted to them. Because once I buy this game, I'll go back and play it every once in a while. But I'm not as you know excited about going back and playing through that whole game again. Whereas a sports game, till the next one comes out the next year, I could play that a thousand times, and it's going to be a different in, outcome every time. In its you know? defense, uh, I love playing Spider-Man uh, for PS4, and I've beaten that at least four or five times, but I'll just play it for an hour here or there. And I used to do the same thing with Arkham Knight with the Batmobile feature. It needs okay. a gimmick. It needs a gimmick to make you want to explore the entire open world where in Spider-Man it's uh, like swinging. Like I, I can just swing for a half hour and have a good time swinging through New York city where it was in Arkham Knight. It was driving around the Batmobile. Uh, I could entertain myself in that as well. So I think these games need little like, hook and i see here barbara gordon batgirl has a bike and we've seen multiple bikes in the cinematic trailer so if they got vehicles as well i think it'll be like something that you could definitely get into playing over like multiple times and like brent said if there's a different ending for each character you're going to want to see those just just because I, i thought this game was a really big success and i'm more excited for this one than i am the suicide squad game Okay. Well, you know, that's a, actually a good segue right there. Let's talk about the Suicide Squad game. Unless you guys have anything else you want to find about the no. uh, Gotham Knights? I want it now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I understand that. Um, well, uh, go ahead. Just let's talk about Suicide Squad Kills Justice League. Same order. Chris, what do you think, man, overall? you impressed? It, I, I like the potential of it. Uh, it's pro- it's the, the fact that, you know, we're playing as the anti-heroes with Captain Boomerang, um, you know, it's, it, it is his son. I know Brent and I, you, we were chatting a little bit about it um, offline today. Um, it's it's from uh, your, your one of your favorite runs of all time when Captain Boomerang 2 was introduced there, Greg. So, Identity uh, Crisis. Identity Crisis, yeah. Yeah. Boomerang gets killed. Um, yeah, Deadshot, King Shark, Harley Quinn. So I, I like the potential of definitely playing. I, it 
they definitely weren't saying that there would be any more. They they basically said the four main characters are this. Um, but I did like the confirmation that we are going to be, we can switch out at a whim, um, four-player co-op. It is set in the Arkham universe. Um, I w- once I saw the cinematic trailer and as time was running and knowing that this was a lot further, not as far along as um, Gotham Knights, I, I like the potential of it. And, and that it's rock steady, they already are their pedigree, but it's cool. Uh, uh, Brainiac controlled uh, Justice League to take down. Yeah, Travis. The cinematic was was spot on. It was fantastic, but that doesn't surprise me. Even with Injustice, uh, DC with their cinematics is like spot on. I, I didn't get to see any gameplay uh, footage, which worried me a little bit because this game is supposed to come out before. Gotham Knights, isn't it a whole year before? No, 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 no. no. no? It's a year after. Okay, so they're switched. Gotham this Knights game is tw- 2022. Gotham's 2021. Okay, that makes a lot more sense to me. I thought that it was the reverse, which would make no sense. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I would like to see some gameplay, Greg, but I'm okay with that. The fact that you can switch out between uh, multiple different players really makes it good for me. Uh, I've loved that uh, aspect since like the first Ninja Turtles game for regular Nintendo. Where you can switch mm-hmm. between four. I, I mm-hmm. love that aspect, and they've had that in different games going forward. So that's a favorite of mine. Uh, and I hope that they'll add characters to the Suicide Squad lineup, like different villains, like kind of like the way Avengers, the Avengers game is going to add different heroes, and you'll download them. I hope that that option is there, and I hope that it's included with the game, just like the option with them, because ultimately I, that's what I kind of picture this as. Somewhat like the Avengers game in terms of the co-op and the four-player, and it's. I just hope that it is because, like I said, I've been enjoying myself with that game. That's how I got ready for fandom. Was playing a bit of Avengers leading up to it. Uh, I, I just I thought that all the characters look great as well, Greg. Uh, they all had their moment in shine, and the boomerang, boomerang two, uh, really interests me. You guys. Uh, Leighton, or well, not as good, not as powerful, I'm told, but some speedster abilities and throwing boomerangs at the same time. Yeah, sign me up. Oh yeah, let you, Brent. You know, it looks like fun. I'm I'm more interested in Gotham Knights, but I'll be checking this out. And for me, I think especially in the single player mode, I I won't have quite the interest in it that I do in Gotham Knights, but multiplayer is going to be a blast and. Being set in the Arkham universe, maybe that'll finally get me in gear to finish that. I've I've played the first two Arkham games, but I haven't played Origins or Night. I played City and Asylum, so whatever those two were. So maybe I'll finally go through. I need to maybe replay those, get, refresh the story, and then roll right into Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. But it looks like fun. The, the little uh, trailer cinematic they showed us was pretty funny. And, I mean... As a group with a group of people playing some co-op as the Suicide Squad, that's going to be a blast. So for me, that'll be that's the biggest appeal to that one is we could get a squad of four people and play it. So that'll be definitely what I got my sights set on. All right. Uh, yeah, you know, I I feel kind of the same way about this one as I do Gotham Knights. I I, in, I do think Gotham Knights would be a better, more fun game to play for me just because I like the character better. The game looks uh, looks more interesting to me just because of that. But uh, this will be another game that I play, but probably don't buy immediately. I might buy down the road. I do like the multiplayer aspect, but if it doesn't have that, I just I'm not as into you know playing those games by myself. 
But uh, it looked fantastic. I mean, the, you're right. The cinematic thing, the little uh, clip they had there at the beginning was nice. Um, Captain Boomerang is interesting. I like the way they did his, his effects in this game. It looked really good. I'm just uh, just excited to see it coming. I mean, I know we have Avengers this year. We have the Gotham Knights next year. And we have the um, Suicide Squad because Justice League the year after that. So we have a nice year of breathe in between each of these games. You know, oh, they're you're, probably going to be the biggest major team-up games. Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and yeah. presumably, oh, potentially am, another Spider-Man game. I am forgetting mm-hmm. about that. So, uh, okay. Greg, this game is also a next-generation console. Uh, so this will be cool to see on a PS5. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'll be a little bit after the PS5 is released, so the price of console should go down a little bit by the time this game is released. Sorry, looking at the microphone. The microphone is vibrating for some reason. It's weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> excited about fandom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Must be. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, the Suicide Squad game looked pretty good. Uh, Travis had a question on here, too, and he was asking us... Um, with the four members that were picked, let's see if I can read it verbatim. If no other characters get added, are you fine with the current four roster we have? Like, because I know Chris, you were saying they're not planning on adding anybody else, correct? At least they, at least they, they I mean, they call that the four main characters are. Right. So, right. so are y'all it's fine just, if they never add anybody else? It's kind of like Gotham. It's kind of like Gotham Knights. It's just like. I wouldn't have expect them to add any to that. So I know su- the the thing with Suicide Squad is like there's been a huge history of who's been on the squad, Task mm-hmm. Force X. So could they do it? Yeah, I don't see them doing it though. Well, don't they also have the advantage of the movie coming out before the game? So if they wanted to, if like a pop character became really popular, they could possibly add that to them before the sure. game. Sure, sure, so. exactly. So there's the potential. I, it's just. It's so far out. It's so like we said. It's like two year, two plus years, you know, away at that point. It says twenty twenty two, but we know how those those dates work. Right. <laughs> well, you know, but, if it's just these four, they gave you a big variety of characters. You've got uh, the low level metahuman with boomerang. You've got King Shark and whatever you would call him, and then Deadshot and Harley as the two regular people technically, but just with all their crazy antics between them both. I feel like none of the characters, like in and Gotham Knights, you know, Red Hood, Nightwing, Robin, there's going to feel like there's some similarities between those characters. Mm-hmm. But with this, it feels like all of them would play really different, differently. So if they sure, I will I will never turn down more characters. But if they're going to limit it to these four, I think they picked a good mix of characters to go with. OK, I'll agree with that, Brent. I think that, uh, that it would be a missed opportunity not to add a few players in the life of the game. Uh, a few characters, I think that would be like a cool thing and would drum up interest in the game after it's been released. If you release a couple uh, downloadable characters to play, but ultimately I'm going to buy this game. I'm going to play this game anyway. So they already have my money. So if they don't want to do anything else, it's not going to change that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be a, another great looking game coming out. I mean, these new systems that we have, I can only imagine what this gameplay is going to look like. And realistically, the game itself is not changing differently. The buttons, you know, it's like I said, they're kind of button master games, but it's just how great the story is and how um, great the graphics look on these games coming out. And from what we see, it looks pretty darn good in the future. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, cool. Let's wrap up games and let's check out something else you want to say. Nope, that's it. 
Cool. Uh, let's talk Titans and DC TV. We'll start with Titans. Now, I got to admit, uh, this was a long time to be on the podcast. I had to leave at some point to go get food to feed my family. <laughs> and this was that moment when I went to go do that. I haven't really watched a whole lot about it after that other than talking with y'all. So, uh, you know, I'll kind of let y'all lead. Well, y'all lead, lead most of the stuff with this anyway. But uh, Chris, talk to start to us about Titans. It, it was a, it was a glorified it was a glorified clip show mm-hmm. like it was uh, like an episode like uh, look back it, I, I'm surprised they didn't use it in the sh- in season two for finale a clip show uh, it would probably would have been better than what we got <laughs> uh, well at least the I, ending would have definitely been better yeah uh, so I uh, I enjoyed yeah, the oh, I, I would have totally believed that Wonder Wonder Girl would have been killed by a clip show more than oh, electricity. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk uh, about all the other episodes. Not the first yeah. one, not the last one, and everything in the middle. Yeah. That's basically what the panel did, Greg. Uh, Chris, <laughs> I mean, that's basically what the panel did. Uh, I just, I, I loved some of the scenes they showed, well, all the scenes, and I enjoyed most of the episodes of season two, besides really the finale and the first half of the start of the episode of the first one. So besides that, I enjoyed season two, which was so frustrating seeing them batch the finale like they did. Uh, I think this is their make-or-break season, in my opinion. Uh, we got a couple of really cool nuggets. Uh, it's going to be Commissioner Barbara Gordon. I thought it was going to be as Oracle. Uh, well, we don't know if she could possibly still be Oracle or not, but she is Commissioner Barbara Gordon. They're going to Gotham City. Uh, I think that means we'll see more Bruce Wayne. One would have to presume that, in my opinion, if we got enough of him this year. And we're going to get Red Hood and the Scarecrow. Uh, I think maybe we might, those two might combine. Like, we maybe, I think they'll take liberties with Red Hood's origin. I don't know about you guys, but that's what I think. That's what kind of, when they did that Egyptian proverb about it, you know, I, 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 I'm fine. I mean, it's one of those things where, yes, we all would love to see the Jason Todd meeting the end of a uh, crowbar, but. Oh, he needs a crowbar. He needs it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it'd be. I just I have a feeling that there that's not the way it's gonna happen. But I would, you know, hate to say beating the end, but that's how J. That's who Jason Todd is. That's what's got a huge. That's the foundation of his character. Um, but I did like finding out that Jonathan Crane is initially gonna be kind of a Hannibal Lecter esque role in Arkham Asylum, who consults with the GCPD. Okay. Um, and um, I didn't hear that. It sounds a little like uh, Enigma from Gotham. Yeah, um, and it uh, looks like Dick and Barbara are... Barbara's not going to be too happy about seeing Dick messing around in her city considering their past relationships, so that's going to be interesting. Any word on her age in this series? You know, traditionally, Barbara and Dick are close in age to each other, and... Yeah. Uh, the, man, that's a young commissioner. Yeah, especially when we don't know what happened to Jim... Brent, who's gonna want? Who really is gonna want the job of commissioner of Gotham? Well, okay, fair point. But <laughs> oh, well, well, every second, every second week, a supervillain is gonna try and abduct you. <laughs> well, that that is a fair point. But then, why does anybody live in Gotham? Because sometimes you just that's true. Mm-hmm. So, I I don't know. For me, I'm I'm fine with the Red Hood stuff overall. Yeah, sure. I'd like to see him meet his end with a crowbar first. You know to to bring that to life because it is a just massively iconic story, an important story in the Batman history. But at the same time to really do that justice, you'd probably have to kill him off in 
early in the next season and then leave him like he'd need to go away for like two years i feel mm-hmm. like if you really wanted to do it justice and I, I like the guy i like the character i don't want him to leave the show for that long so i guess i'm gonna go ahead and say i'm good with him skipping the crowbar and maybe maybe some kind of homage to it just allude to it some way but i'm good with him skipping the crowbar and jumping straight to red hood i mean it, it should be an interesting dynamic with between him and nightwing when that happens so if nothing else you know we're in for a good fight Sorry, go Chris. I was saying, Kern Walters, I, I, he has played Jason to a point where, okay, yeah, I'm, you're a little, you know, <laughs> I have other words at that point. I'll, yeah. I'll you know myself, but <laughs> yeah, yeah I, at the end of the season, he's, ha- I think he's one of the characters that grew the most last season in, in an incredibly short time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I I couldn't agree more, Chris. Uh, and I've enjoyed his little journey. And I wouldn't I would say they would 100% take liberties with the story and wouldn't ha- like have different characters before fandom. But after this whole multiverse and everything people talk about and getting different versions of Batman, that I I will never rule out them casting a Joker for an episode and them casting a Rajagul and really doing the story. Uh, the right way. I don't think it'll happen. I don't think they'll think they'll make liberties. I, I can see it being like falling on Dick instead of whereas Batman finds him. I can see Dick finding him in this version of their story to add more to for for Dick's character and also what Chris said about the proverb uh, uh, saying like he wants to burn down the village. I I can totally see him play like they setting up somebody to blame Dick for. Jason's death, or well, Jason will blame Dick and the Titans, and could seek revenge on them. But I'd say that would be set up to do that in season four. And a rehash a little bit of season two. Oh, oh, come on! Now. After what we've seen at the end of season two, I won't roll anything. Out. <laughs> you know that they could do all that, but like bring in Rachel Gould and stuff. That'd be bringing in some massive Batman elements without yeah. Batman. I mean, I don't really... Do you think a TV show would do that? Have so many Batman elements like Rachel Gould without bringing in Batman? I mean, I've never seen one before. Like that. <laughs> yeah, never yeah. seen a show like that, have you? I know. Well, yeah, I mean, how that how would that be? That'd be like you know, <laughs> green. Oh, wait a minute, Green Arrow. Yeah, you know. Let's, right. let's hope this. Let's hope this <laughs> isn't a ex rugby player. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> quick, quick question for y'all. Do y'all know the timeline between seasons two and three? Like, what's the span of time? They didn't never. give anything out. Like they didn't that. give anything. Okay. Did when y'all saw that the whatever clips they showed you. Did you see? Was it? It was clips from next season. No, from no, the no. old episodes. From I don't the old even episodes. Started production on the next. Season. No, they haven't. Brand, they so haven't. in in theory, then couldn't they start the season out like with like a year and a half jump from where it was before? They can't and, really. And in, in in that well, in that time period, say that something happened to Jason, and then introduce never see you oh, never see yeah, you, but you never was... see him as Robin again. You only meet meet him as Red Hood. No, because no, because they have too many storylines, like story threads that are like need to be picked up immediately. Black they, have, they have they have Raven, they have Blackfire for one, and then they have Raven yeah. going off with the Amazons with uh, what's her name's uh, body. So that and you got the have, resurrection of Donna Troy. We're all yeah. Expected. That's so you can't like fast forward a, a year and a half when Raven's gone to uh, where it was the So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I'd feel, I'd feel, if we don't see the transformation, if he just showed up as Red Hood, I'd feel like that was pretty cheap. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, 
let's talk some DC TV. Unless y'all got any more Titans. Anything else? No. All right. Let's talk some DC TV. T-Bone, you leave this one off too, man. That's your passion. There's, well... Just uh, Flash. It's, yeah, <laughs> and to say passion for that, uh, like I say when we talk about Flash, I rank the seasons from one to six in, in order. First order. <laughs> That's like one, two, three, four, five, six in terms of quality, oh, for me anyway. Uh, I, I just think it's been going down. And they were they the first thing in the paddle, I had to take my earbud out when they said that this season was a success. I was just like, no, it wasn't. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I don't know if, if, if someone were to time it out. We did a, a uh, Snyder Cut reaction video on Squadcast, and I was actually trying to watch the Flash panel while the other guys all started up <laughs> to watch it again because I, I, wanted, I wanted to hear what they said about it. And I'm, you probably could figure out and time it when they said it was a success and the look on my face. I'm like, no, no, it wasn't. Let's be real. <laughs> it wasn't even close. But we got a little tease uh, a trailer for and this would be very similar to what we would get at SDCC where they only have an episode filmed or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we normally get like a little tiny clip of what happened before and then a little bit of what the only little bit they filmed. And here it was episode 20 because 19 was the cutoff because of COVID. And like Brent said on Fans Without Borders today, I watched it on YouTube. Uh, shameless plug on Squadcast Media. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm over it. I, I have forgot about some of the things. Like I, I'm mm-hmm. done with Mirror Master. I want it to be over. I can't believe ours is still in the Mirror Universe. And uh, it's just I wish that we would start anew. To maybe if we got all of what they planned for season season six, I wouldn't have feel so bad. But I, I just want the whole Mirror storyline to be over. And that's basically the most of the preview we got and the cast talking afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they said that they had about one day or roughly 15% left of episode 20 to, to film. So they're just taking that work, that 85% they got done of what would have been episode 20, turning it into the season 7 premiere. And I watched the trailer, and I, I thought it looked okay. The problem is, I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, this seems interesting if this is all I saw, but I know where you left things. And where you left things was pretty crappy. So, yeah, it's like, you know, Mirror Master is one of, like, the Flash's iconic rogues, and I really don't feel like they're doing that character any kind of justice at all. So maybe maybe there's hope to get there, but right now it it is disappointing. Um, I I'd have I've never sat down and really thought about how I'd rank those seasons, but I understand Travis why you would rank them one through six in that order, and it it is disappointing for that kind of trajectory, especially because I don't feel that way necessarily about Supergirl or or you know eight seasons of Arrow. Uh, for me, the, what's the best of Arrow comes down to either five or eight. And so it's like I don't feel the same way. It uh, It is disappointing. Hopefully they can get back on track. There was some news tonight about um, the Elongated Man. Did you guys see that? That came out no, today. Happened. So basically they're, they're recasting them. But they're oh. only recasting them for like an episode. So they can wrap up his story, ship him off. Let people forget about them for a while and then maybe bring them back. That's basically what they said. And so recasting him is easy. He's a shapeshifter. Okay, fine. You want to close out your story? Fine. Whatever. It's just, I feel like that's them saying, we really don't know what we want to do with them. We're just, we don't want to kill him off screen. We don't want to like just say, oh, he left off screen or whatever. Right. So, so I, he, I get it. But so he's going to shapeshift potentially this time and then possibly when they bring him back. 
Yeah, so because there's no guarantee they'll bring him back with the same guy. I think what's going to yeah. happen is somebody from his past is going to be hunting him down. And so he's just going to say, hey, this guy, even though I'm the elongated man and you really can't hurt me, he's thre- a threat to me somehow. I'm just going to shapeshift and have a different face. Yeah. And I mean, technically, his whole body is shapeshifted because he was, mm-hmm. you know, like overweight and stuff and he just shapeshifted himself back in. So he's been shapeshifting this whole time. It's fully within his powers. They've showed us he can do it, it fits. It's just when you know the behind the scenes, it, it does feel a little cheap. Well, that's, two, that, that's two in a row now for CW. It's just like recast and keep with it. You well, know, just. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, Brent, uh, even if you do that storyline, which is kind of the way I was thinking too, somebody from his past coming back and you have to change his face, you'd have to do the first part of that. Off, like You'd have to tell that those events would have to happen off screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd, you, you'd have you to have him convincing yeah. everybody. Oh no, yeah. it's me! I swear I'm Ralph. It's like, oh sure you are. Show me your face, and then you'd be like, why wouldn't he show them who he really was when they're in like the privacy of Star well, Labs or something? Right. You could you could have Cisco tell the rest of the group or somebody like that. Yeah, Ralph has changed his face uh, to this blah, blah blah because somebody's after him or oh, something like that. They've lost the do- like they can't even just pull him from the multiverse because no one there knows. Like they could have just gotten a doppelganger or something to like fill mm-hmm. in for, but. Currently, nobody on Earth Earth Prime knows, knows about the multiverse being still being active, and so they can't even do that. They, I mean, they're they're in a crappy situation. They're stuck. I get it. I I feel for the situation that they're in with this, but I don't like it. And the one thing I will say that's different from the Batman's Batwoman scenario, even though I'm still not a big <laughs> fan of that, is with Batwoman. I do feel like they have a plan. Now, I don't necessarily think I like the plan. But I, at least not what I've heard about it, but I at least feel like they have a plan. For him, it feels like, okay, we just got to finish it up without killing him. Who cares how we do it? What's the quickest, easiest way? We'll give him two scenes and out. And I don't know. I'm I'm disappointed. I, I Part of me kind of hopes they just write him off and we don't see the character again. Wow. Yeah. You feel, I feel like it's almost a move to please general audience because I don't think most general audience would know the background stuff that would happen with Hartley Sawyer. But that way, when it goes back into the season, they can at least say, okay, this is how we got rid of the character. And they probably would have no idea why, but it's better than it's not saying anything at all, I feel. Or better than, I don't know, is it better than an off-screen kill? Like a, like they killed him off in the middle of the season, just or in the in-between seasons and never said anything? It's, like you said, Brent, it's a sucky situation. I don't think either way you're right. Uh, but I agree with Chris. I think they should just recast and keep going. The other option is to do what they did with Julian. You know, Malfoy from Harry Potter yeah. was yeah. in what season two, I think. And yeah. they season two. And they just like at the end of the season, oh, he's team part of Team Flash and everything. Hey, buddies, pals, striking up a relationship with Caitlin, and he just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Just between seasons, disappeared, never to be mentioned again. I mean, yeah. I guess they could just go that route. Fun fact too, in the in the episode of that you mean season. Flash where fact. You mean flash fact. Flash fact. Thank you. <laughs> Good job, Chris. When he travels to the future in that season, Julian is still living in Central City and is friendly and on good terms with all the characters. That's pre crisis. That's pre crisis. He disappeared. (laughs) Uh, You got any more news about DC TV you want to talk about? I'll shoot of it at that point, just tangentially. That Multiverse 101 panel gave the biggest drop I think that we are all were finally waiting confirmation of is that it doesn't matter anymore. We no longer have like this whole gatekeeping thing. Like we can't have this, this character be not in the movies and in the TV show at the same time mm-hmm. that that is finally over. 
Yes. That ended, that, ended, that ended the moment Ed Miller came on to oh, yeah. the, the crisis. But uh, just, well, just, it, it but, did, but it was from the TV side. Now yeah. we've got confirmation from the movie side. Mm-hmm. Not to mention with what the Flash I mean, like he was in the comics, the Flash is the key to the multiverse. Mm-hmm. We've now seen that on television. We're going to see that in the movies, which I'm sure we're going to talk about here in a little bit. I I love that panel. That panel was a huge deal because we finally have that confirmation that no. So you think that like right now Berlanti's not trying to work out a way to bring in Batman? Oh, I think he is, and I think he's going to succeed. I I am. The Kate Kane stuff aside, the Ruby Rose stuff aside, I'm actually more convinced than I was that we will see Batman within the next couple of years on the Arrowverse. Well, it's wow. like it, okay. well, it's you know um, what was it um. You know, they were ta- Ber- Berlanti even talking about saying that not having the current Arrowverse, knowing that the multiverse still exists, he says that's to help us. That's sort of like the original plan for Crisis for the purpose of CW. Those the those worlds are now one, but off network, it's like being off planet in a different part of the multiverse. It's still alive and well, so it gives them a lot of options to now kind of play with. And then I'm more waiting for that moment when they do realize that the multiverse is, is still there. Our you know, girl. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that uh, I'm waiting for that. That That's the, well, I think, the I think that's gonna I can't wait. Chris, I think that's going to happen when flash either. I, I assume if with uh, all these earths coming back, I assume speed force is going to heal itself and come back in the next oh, season. God, of please. Flash. Please do it. So in like 10 minutes. I ultimately yeah. think that when that happens, he will, eventually realize that there's multiple Earths for that to happen. Uh, I I feel big on that. I think so. And like you guys said, it sucks in the past. Like, Suicide Squad in Season 2 of Arrow was fantastic. And it really, like, it it was probably one of the better episodes Diggle's ever been in. And I loved it. We even got a Harley Quinn teaser at the Mm -hmm. end. And then they were... They were dumped worse than a bad habit because there's a movie coming and somehow uh, a TV show with one episode a season about that property uh, will well, take away from the movie. There's a show that there's a spinoff show that we lost because of that. Yes, that there too. Was heavy, heavy rumors that David Ramsey was going to lead a Suicide Squad spinoff miniseries or like event movie or something. It wasn't going to be an ongoing TV show, but there were heavy rumors around that time and. Never happened, and they've been fight. They were fighting for to get like to have David Ramsey as Green Lantern. He mentioned on the podcast with Stephen Mel since season two. Since season two, Berlanti was Berlanti was trying trying that. So that that got to be uber frustrating. So we don't we don't have that anymore. Uh, If you want to use character, you can use character line as it makes sense. And that's, Diggle is Green Lantern. That's absurd. I don't. That's ridiculous. Come on. (laughs) I mean, Brent, who's the stepfather again? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's absolutely no connection. There's no way to make it work. I have and zero interest in a live action. You could, you could see the relief on Hamada when he says, moving forward, there's more opportunities for us to do things mm-hmm. like this. That was yeah. such relief in his thing. He is so tired of this. Yeah. <laughs> and Brent, you know they're not going to fix this. It's the, the Speed Force in the first 10 minutes. It's the Flash. <laughs> it's going to go 14, it's gonna go 14 episodes, know. and it's going to be because Barry's not fast enough. And then guess what? He's gonna get fast enough, and he's gonna uh, fix the speed. Uh, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be three episodes three episodes tops. Yeah, because probably. that that puts them in the range of what would have been their season last year. 
And I wouldn't be at all surprised to see them just go with predominantly the scripts they had from last year to finish out this season, especially because the start of production is so crazy with all the COVID stuff. By using those scripts or heavily leaning on them, they have such a jumpstart on the process. And so it was last year, I think, was originally slated for 22 episodes. They got 19. So I think within three episodes of Speed Force is back. It, okay. It'll be it'll be Makes pretty sense. interesting to me too to have the Mirror Master storyline finished and moving on for episode four. So like if they do like the twenty twenty one and twenty two, that'll be pretty cool to see like the start up. Like you'll have one big bad for three episodes, then you'll start off a whole new thing for the well, rest of the season. Hopefully, a better big bad. They need to take a good long look at themselves with that Mirror Master and do better. Well, my question to the two of you guys, Chris, I don't think. Greg has seen the episodes, but do you think they did Mirror Master better pre-crisis or post-crisis? Because I really, I really enjoyed the pre-crisis character. Pre-crisis, and I'm still waiting for my Rogues War. <laughs> I want my Rogues War in this show. They have so much potential to do it. Just because we don't have our original Captain Cold doesn't mean someone else can pick it up. Same thing with Heat Wave, all those stuff. I mean, it, the, I mean, Heat that... Wave's around, but yeah. If I if if I were the showrunners, priority one would have been this season getting back at Leonard Snyder, uh Wentworth Miller. But and just yeah, have him go back to season one because it's uh, post it's post crisis uh, and make him love be that. the way he used to be. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. But but I'm just saying like you have potential post crisis to have other people pick up pick up those man yeah, oh yeah. We all would love Leonard Snart to come back at that point. I'm just saying like you if you want to get away from sometimes like we got uh, after what was it um you know the speed all the speedster you know, villains at that point, there's your perfect out. You know, you don't have to have Zoom. You don't have to have Thawne. You could literally have a rogue's war and be a little bit different and give each one of these villains some sort of better treatment that they have been recently. Oh, excuse me. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where they go in the future with DCT, uh, DCTV. I, it's interesting, Brit, you say... You say they're gonna have three, two or three years have Batman on screen. I'm in, yeah. I'm interested to see that. It's, it's I was it's convinced possible. that the uh, pre Ruby Rose announcement when they said that the, this year's crossover, this coming season's crossover is going to be Batwoman and Superman and Lois. I was convinced it was going to basically be like the hunt for Bruce Wayne. That would have been cool. And then I I said that on fans like we recorded that morning and then that night Batwoman aired and (laughs) Tommy Elliott was revealed as wearing the mask of Bruce Wayne, like the face of Bruce Wayne. And I'm like, I even more evidence because they've now cast a Bruce Wayne. And Mm -hmm. so but so I still I if they really are breaking down those barriers and if Hamada really does believe what he said about the characters on the television shows can help prop up. Why would you say no to anybody? And no, Batman doesn't need propping up the way other characters necessarily mm-hmm. would. But right. still, why would you say no? Because, I mean, the marketing rights itself, if you're going to have Batman, what a massive ratings boost that will be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely massive. So, I honestly, I think the only thing that might hinder that that theory is if Batwoman doesn't survive season two. So, oh. there's a lot riding on the yeah. new actress. If it doesn't survive... Then uh, maybe not, because obviously that's the most likely show. But if if they get past season two, Batman is coming. She she impressed me a little bit. What I, what I did hear on the panels when we were kind of off off air, you know, in the sense of not really covering much. I, I was paying attention. She's she's a good casting. I'm I'm very impressed so far. I I didn't watch Riverdale or anything like that, but I'm I'm impressed with what she how she said. Her training. She, what was yeah. she, uh, I don't know. 
I think the girl. He's I think not the, the girl, girl you're thinking of. You. I think the girl you're thinking of was heavily rumored to be. She was. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I, I, okay, I got you at that, but but I know in my mind I I confused the two obviously, but she she was she she's gonna be pretty good. I think she's gonna surprise a lot of people. Like I said, I'm still I'm still gonna watch it. I'm gonna give it a shot. You know, I I, I guess I think we all say we disagree with what CW did. They could have, yeah. you know. Just they could have cast who they did for this and just not renamed her. They mm-hmm. could have just left it at thirteen episodes, and Ruby Rose probably doesn't leave. I think we could. I think we could exactly. tackle this. I think we could tackle this for an hour and come up with about <laughs> eight or ten different possible solutions that would be far better than, than what, they what, what they decided. But I'm going to give it a shot because at nothing else is very interesting to me to see what they're going to do. Like Britt said, they have a plan. I might not agree with it. But I'm very interested to see how they implement it. Uh, and if it, if it's wrong and I enjoy the character, I'll be the first one to say, I'll come out here and say, yeah, I was wrong. They totally, it was a smart idea. And thank, that's why I'm not anywhere near that type of thing <laughs> for making decisions. I'm going to have to do that later, buddy. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to do that in a little while. Uh, all right, cool. Well, y'all want to wrap that one up and we'll go ahead and move on to our next segment? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Cool deal. Well, before we uh, before we go into the movies, because we've talked about everything else with the movies now, let's go ahead and take a real quick break. I'll give you a couple ads. Uh, like Travis says, I like to say, we're going to keep going back and forth with this. That helps keep the lights on. <laughs> Support the Ultraman Alliance Network. But uh, give us a break for just a moment. We'll be back in about 30 seconds. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. And we're back. So all we got now to talk about is some movies. Let's get it going with uh, how they started their movies off. Let's do the Wonder Woman 84 trailer. Brent, let's start with you this time, buddy. What do you think of the Wonder Woman 84 trailer? I really liked it. The action, I think, looked incredible. We got our first look, first real look at Cheetah, and I was really happy with how she looked. You know, there's nothing like uh, cats or whatever. I saw people wondering if she was going to look like that. So, no, I think she looked great. I love that uh, Steve is back, but we don't know how. I mean, we knew he's been back, but they still have yet to tell us how and why. Sure, there's theories but we don't know, and I I was really worried that they were going to give away too much of the story. I thought, and I don't think they did. I think they, you know, they gave us some new footage, but I don't feel like they ruined the movie. And so at this point, my only real complaints about that panel is their insistence on saying it's going to be theatrical. Like right now, you should just say we can't wait to show it to you, and I'll leave it at that instead of we can't wait for you to see it at the movies because. It's not safe very many places to go to the movies. So mm-hmm. I, I really think they should just leave their options open to see see how Tenet performs, see how Mulan performs with what it's doing, and then, and then make their decisions. Flash fact, I'm going to watch Tenet on Thursday at 12 o'clock. Nice. All right, we'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. You don't have DC Universe, so we'll give you Tenet. There you go. <laughs> Chris, Finally, my time to shine. HBO Max what? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm I like I said I've called it for a while. Seeing like I I I had very strong feeling that this was going to be the cheetah reveal. Um, I did like I did like the idea that Patty Jenkins said this is the second trailer, not final trailer. So I really really hope that that final trailer is not a Spider-Man Homecoming issue Mm -hmm. where we're going to get like the full story. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I, I mean, I know the next one probably will get a little hints of story. I've got my own theories on it, but if I start hearing stuff, if people see early leaks of whatever, if a final trailer does happen, it does that, I'm staying the heck away from it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've got enough where I have ideas, and that's where I need to leave it. But, man, Cheetah looks good. I like seeing the progression of Kristen Wiig's character throughout this tr- throughout this trailer, so we really see it. Um Gal, amazing as usual. I think Pedro Pascal as um, Maxwell Lord is was an interesting casting, but gosh darn it, I love this using the time period to kind of structure his his abilities. I mean, he is he is outside of this group here. Knowing Maxwell Lord, I this is going to be a very interesting to see how fans react to him because I think this is going to be a, a very cool. <laughs> I, I kind of wonder if he's going to get his neck snapped. 
<laughs> oh, hey oh. Yes, very very big possibility there, Brent. I think I, yeah. although we know how well that went the last time. I was gonna say if he does get his neck snapped, oh how my god, will everybody go is what I wanna know. When it happened in the comics, it almost broke up the Justice League. Like it was a huge deal. Oh yeah. I I I would be up for seeing it here. No. It wouldn't be quite the same, but I'd be up can for I just, seeing it. Can I just say something? Maybe there's a certain reason why you haven't seen much of Wonder Woman from 84 until BBS. Mm. Maybe there's a certain thing she did that she wasn't very proud of. Uh, certainly, you know, it's plausible. We have to leave the option on the table. Yeah. But, okay, for the for me, this I didn't even need this trailer. Like, I, I've been ready to watch Wonder Woman for a year now. Uh, I'm glad we didn't get anything spoiled, like, in terms of story. Like Chris said with the Spider-Man Homecoming 3 or for me, the BBS trailer number two with Doomsday, you pretty much got exactly how the the whole movie was going to go with the conflict, resolving conflict, and then the thing that they fight together. You pretty much had it all explained. So I, that I didn't that really frustrate me. So I don't want that, like Chris said. If it's if I get wind that it's a story trailer that gives away too much, I'll just avoid it because I'm ready to have it. And like I said, we're starting to get films back here. So hopefully. Regardless, Wonder Woman sticks with their uh, date that they're going to release here. I, I, I doubt it, though, if America doesn't get their act together uh, because you're the money makers. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> I, movie, I loved everything in the movie. Like, I liked the cheetah reveal. It didn't look like cats to me. And uh, Maxwell Lord is a character I really enjoy. Like, I freaking, that's one thing that really frustrated me. And still does what I think about Supergirl is the fact that uh, mm-hmm. they didn't take that character from season one and bring him over. He didn't want to go to Vancouver. He loved the fact that they yeah. were filming in L.A. And I, stinks, I can understand that. You kind of got to give him a pass, I think. Cause it's oh, like, yeah. I mean, what do you want him to do? Just recast the character completely? I mean, they was, would not do that on the CW. Also, no, you just, re- you know, right. you just <laughs> rename them and say they have the same abilities. The level, the level of the company too. Like I can understand not wanting to go to CW while after being on CBS. Uh, I'm sure there's something different about getting seen by all those eyeballs. But I, like I said, I love the character, and I think that Maxwell Lord is the reason that uh, she becomes Cheetah, and we get Steve. I think he has something magical that grants people their like most true desires. But in the end, it's not good. If and I, can, I love seeing that in Cheetah. We get the progression of her powers from at the start. is only like she gets some abilities, but she maintains her human form. And it shows her going off with uh, Maxwell Lord. And I assume that like he's going to expose her more and she's going to transform into Cheetah. So that's going to be interesting to see. He's basically pulling the strings a la mm-hmm. Ares, like being mm-hmm. the puppet master big bad for her as the Dr. Poison. So, yeah, that stuff, and I'm sold. I just can't wait to see it. I don't need any more content, but I'm sure we're going to because this has had, like, three or four marketing plans now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's ramped up, oh, we're not having it ramped up, oh, we're not having it ramped up. Oh. So <laughs> I'm sure we'll get another trailer or two. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm right there with Chris on this one. I don't need another trailer. They've got my money. I'm going to go watch this movie. It looks great. I want to see it. Very impressed with the cheetah reveal. I think it looks really good. I'm sure it's going to look even better when the movie comes out too. A little more finished. Not saying that it wasn't before. Uh, I enjoyed I seeing it one. Finished. Yeah, I was about to say, finished. I don't think they have any more work yeah, they're doing. Nothing more to do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, web slinging on lightning. 
bolts. I thought that looked pretty cool watching her do that. And that wasn't web sling. Daughter but, of um, Zeus. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think that if they do have another trailer though, I don't want to, but I don't think they do. They have another trailer that they're going to reveal too much. They did a pretty good job with the last movie with the Ares Ludendorff thing, not revealing anything with the trailers. Um, and they had three trailers for that movie, correct? I mean, most of them do, right? Yeah. Um, I, I just don't think they're going to mess it up like that. Like I said, I don't need one, but uh, you know, if we get one, just give me a little more footage. It'll be cool. It'll probably have some of the same stuff in there. Uh, excited for this movie. I like the comedy. Uh, some little snippets of comedy. I like the parachute pants thing at the end. Uh, asking about Fanny, everybody wearing Fanny parachute pants. Coming back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> just ask <laughs> the rock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. Overall, Wonder Woman eighty four. We've been waiting for this one for a while. We should have already seen this and owned it. On Blu-ray or digitally, and it hasn't come out yet. You're right, Brett. The thing about the only in theaters now does kind of blow my mind. I, 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 I we know it's not going to be in theaters now. It's tone only deaf. In theaters now. Yeah. It's tone deaf. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know they just put Tenant, one of their biggest movies of the year, out. But I mean, right now there are significant markets in the U.S. that are not open at all, and there's other markets where if they are open, it's extremely right limited. Not open. Mm-hmm. And so. It, I don't know. I just I think it's a bad mess. We can't wait for you to see it. Yeah, we can't wait for you to show it to us. Let's leave it at that. Right. Yeah. Um, like I right. said, behind the game needs a distrib- distribution model. Uh, Disney Plus is laughing there with their worldwide access. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why. I, I don't know why everybody doesn't have worldwide access when you have something like that. When you have a streaming service, why do you not just have worldwide access? It just blows my mind. It all comes down to licensing. Yeah, yeah single, I know. Every single item that's not an HBO Max original, they have to have the licensing for. And it's like Harry Potter was owned by Warner Brothers. They produced it, but Peacock's got the licensing, or really NBC Universal has the licensing for the streaming. Now, they made a deal to let HBO Max launch with it, but it's going back over to Peacock. And every single item that's on there is all because of licensing. Yeah. Just getting yep. greedy, trying to get another uh, contract out to get paid for their content before the streaming really took into effect. They made a bad judgment call, and it's going to continue to butt them in theirs. Uh, they're either going to have to pay money to get like exorbitant amounts of money to get those contracts. Like it's not going to be cheap. No. Uh, which it kind of don't make it doesn't make any sense. It's like buying out a player in sports it, it goes against it doesn't make much sense to do that very often right. so but like Brent said I'm sure they paid a fine penny too to get that Harry Potter for a few months and it's gone again make doesn't make sense to me why you would even do that so yeah they, I, I didn't like that either but I'm hoping that we do actually get it in theaters well the reason they would do it is because it's holdovers from deals prior to HBO Max inception I don't even mean HBO Max starting, but I mean nobody has ever uttered the words "let's start a streaming service," but they've licensed their content away. That's yeah. why. You, that's why you do it. That's why those deals right. happen. Makes sense. Uh, all right, cool. Anything else about Wonder Woman? No. Nope. You want you want to talk about the Flash? Brent wants or, to talk about suits. Yeah. Brent, oh my talk gosh! Us about the I Flash. Yes. Yeah. so freaking much at this. I. You know, for any of your listeners that don't know, I hate Ezra Miller's Flash costume. I'm sorry, Ezra Miller's <laughs> Power Ranger cosplay that there he we wore go. <laughs> in, in the Justice League movie. It is horrible. But 
I really liked his take on the character. I really liked the way his powers look. So it just crushes me to watch this character that I'm interested in with these beautiful powers as he's running and this ugly, hideous thing that he wears. Concept art came out and oh my gosh, it's so good looking. Like it's not just good looking because it's a different costume where almost any other costume would have been better, but like it's legitimately a good looking flash costume. And there were two pieces of art, one that was by itself, which is massive smile, and then a second one came out. And that second piece of art, you guys did you notice who's behind them? Do you mm-hmm. see who's standing behind Flash or who is it? Someone tell me. Batman eighty nine. Gotta I'm be Mike Keaton, yeah. I'm back. Yeah. Gotta be. Like, how awesome is that? So we got a shot of Ezra Miller Flash with Michael Keaton from Batman 89. That is awesome. Yeah, this panel didn't really give us a ton of news. Big news came out. Uh, I don't even. I don't remember if it was on your last episode or not, but big news came out right before fandom related to this movie and related to Batman, but uh, panel itself really didn't really? have anything. Uh, what do you think, uh, Chris? Yeah, I mean, the, the the thing that was disappointing, and I think we a lot of us echoed it, it was cool to see these leaks, but it was kind of disappointing to um, see the leaks, like have the leaks. Like the Keaton thing broke while I was at the beach in July, you know, that 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 had broken down. And so, oh, oh. Nope. we good? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so just. I hated that that was that was going to be the big thing because we knew obviously pre-recorded Affleck wasn't going to be on this leak at that point out. No, actually it was because him saying that his friend Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. gave him a suit. So we we knew, you know, Affleck was going to be a part of this. Now, so again, it, it was disappointing. But just seeing you're right, the suit looks amazing, taking a little bit of Grant Gustin's uh, homages to that. I would love Love, love, and I hope it's being worked on that Grant gets to be in this because oh it is gosh, only yeah. it is be really only cool. a tip of the hat. They should find a way because that's how it's confirmed. That's how he gets his name. Mm-hmm. Jim Lee said it himself. Yep, and that's so. how it's all connected for me. Yep. When you have movie stars on TV and TV on movies in the same world, you mean uh, you mean my peanut butter, my chocolate, my chocolate, and my peanut, peanut butter. butter? Bingo, my friend. I really enjoyed this panel too. Uh, I I like listening to Andy Muschietti talk almost as much as getting the concept there. Uh, We hear that his new suit is designed by his friend Batman, which is Batflake in this universe. So that's pretty cool. And it makes a little sense from Justice League where he examines the suit. Uh, I don't think it'll be from Michael Keaton. He said from his friend Batman. So I'm assuming. It's Batflick. His friend Bruce Wayne is what yeah. they said. So um, I'm going to assume it's Batflick. I, I got to ask. I I got to do it. I, I tweeted something about this today, and Uh-oh. Brock comments. Uh, my good friend Brock, Marvel Squad guys host, he comments that he hopes all the people who get real upset that Iron Man had a hand in Peter Parker's Spider-Man suit. He wants to know what they think about Batman having a hand in the Flash's suit. Mm. How do we feel about that? I- I didn't have that big of a problem with Spider Man. So I'm asking the wrong crowd. Especially, (laughs) especially since he made his own, he made his own web fluid, and he made his own costume initially. Yeah, that like that didn't bother me at all. And I'm like, okay, look what Ezra came up with on his own. If you got access to Batman, yes, let him make you a suit. Especially when you find that Batman is a billionaire. Like, I mean, 
go get your R&D department out of my suit, please. Well, and they kind of answered that with Spider-Man, too. Eventually, he does make his own suit, which is well, great. Uh, prior to that. But yeah. then, yes, he eventually yeah. makes his own suit using Stark's tech. But right. yeah, Brock's point was just a lot of people are upset about that. Oh, I get right that, now, yeah. uh, People seem to be glossing over the fact that Bruce Wayne is behind this. Uh, personally, I don't care who makes the suit. I'm just glad there's a new one. But right. I, I did think that was funny when he when he said that to me today. It's very well, comparable. It's like very comparable to both characters in terms of like how we've seen them. I think even how they'll be portrayed in Snyder Cut, I think it'll be very similar in terms of mentor mentee relationship. Yeah, and, and I like that. The, you know, um, which, uh, I'm gonna butcher his name. Machete. Yeah, Muschetti? no, no, no. Yeah. Muschetti. Muschetti. Okay, Muschetti. All right, Muschetti um, said that this movie will be the will be the place that the cinematic multiverse will be born. Yes. I mean, those were the words. <laughs> cinematic universe multiverse will be born from yeah. this movie. Which makes me think that we're going to get more uh, characters that were in movies. Like, I, I wouldn't rule out seeing other things, like Brandon Routh maybe as his actual Superman. I, I wouldn't surprise me because see Mr. Reynolds... Because he, he, like you said, he said the cinematic multiverse is born. Mm-hmm. So I can see Ezra visiting di- multiple different Earths of various DC movies over the history of DC. Hey, How long do you think? Have him go through Speed Force and just have these little bubbles pop up. Yeah. See, now, to, to you, is that considered a cameo or like a, a I guess it's just, it'd be an Easter egg, right? Like, no, different like, than, no different than various cameos in Crisis to me. Like the, most of them were not. They were cameos. Uh, yeah, they were not extra long, yeah. meaty scenes. I don't well, want the, Ryan Reynolds cameo though. I want a Ryan Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern appearance. But you could, Brett, you could get that just like you, we got the uh, Kingdom Come Superman. Like that wasn't a cameo. Yeah, yeah. That was that, more that an appearance. Be, yeah, that would be fine with me. I will okay. happily let that so, be a starter to live action Green Lantern again. Let me ask you, Brent. What's the difference between a cameo and an appearance for you? I mean, you used appearance really instead about, of cameo. It's really about length of time. I okay, feel like, okay. like think back to the beginning of Crisis, and it's like, oh, here's uh, Burt Ward, and oh, there he is, and he's gone. And there's uh, Knox from Batman '89, and he just looks up, says, "I hope you're out there, big guy, or whatever," and he's gone. Like to me, those are cameos. Okay. What Travis said about Brandon Routh as Superman. Yeah, that felt more like an appearance. Like he wasn't yes, okay. the lead. He wasn't, but he had he had several scenes. He was in, in, the, in the case of that, he was in multiple installments of it. Mm-hmm. If if in the movies we see Ezra's Flash run through and over on the sides, like they showed on the Flash TV show when he was first crossing the barrier into different multiverses, we see different heroes. Like when that first happened on the Flash, Supergirl from CBS was there. They showed a glimpse yeah, of her. Yeah. This was before the crossover. If that's all they give us of a Green Lantern of a Ryan Reynolds, great. I'll be happy to see it. But that's a cam- it's a cameo. Maybe right. it's even less than that. It's like I think that's no, like I want an actual here. appearance. But I don't actually know that I would say this is the movie where it should happen. I mean, at this point, Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck, and of course the title character with Ezra Miller's Flash. It, it's a pretty full movie already, so I, I'm not going to call for more in this movie. But the doors are opening with it, and that's that's the important part. And I know we said it on our pre-fandom, like our twelve, your twelve point five, you know, one with we broke the Affleck news. Not we didn't break it, but we, you know, talked about it at that point. That, you know, hearing that Affleck will have a substantial emotional role in this, 
You know, I, I like seeing that. It doesn't get, and then same the same thing with Keaton, a substantial role in this. I, I this I don't believe Affleck and Keaton are coming back for a glorified cameo. That both of them are way well, they respect themselves way too much to do those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And so, whether it's twenty minutes, whatever it is, it was enough to get them both to say, "Let's do this." And I right. cannot wait for the interview for either one of them. I would love a variety actor on actor interview of them talking to each other. That God would be damn, outstanding. Chris. God that damn. Really I, I want that to happen. Variety, if you're listening, there you go. <laughs> also, hire this man to do your booking for your episodes because that's like. Not the booking. He can't book them. We just want him to come up with the ideas. <laughs> Well, you, guys, give him, I, Brit, you give him the black book of names and numbers, Chris will get it done. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a question for you guys. Do you think that with the Flash being in here and they're introducing the multiverse, and we already know of at least two Batman that are going to be in this movie, are we getting more characters? Are we getting uh, a Jason Momoa Aquaman for a scene? Are we getting a Gal Gadot Wonder Woman for a scene? Is Cyborg going to be in there? Introduce uh, a new character, perhaps? Like, is I, think, gonna be? I think Cyborg will be there because, okay. like, like to Chris and Brent were saying, uh, I wanted it too. The payoff of seeing uh, the Ezra Grant interaction, but from Ezra's point of view, mm-hmm. and we know how he says, I told Victor that this was possible. Mm-hmm. So something tells me uh, Cyborg is a character that Barry interacts with a lot in this universe when there isn't like an end of world threat. So mm-hmm. uh, I think we'll get him. I don't know if we'll get. I know people were hoping we get a like war between Atlantis and Themyscira. I don't think it's gonna happen. No, that's definitely. I don't think that's not. I don't think that's gonna happen at all. But like, I'm okay with it. Just I want to see different Earths, and I think from what we've seen in a trailer, we'll talk about later. I think he discovers the multiverse in this movie, but another movie that we're gonna talk about, he discovers the time travel element right. of it. I'm just surprised that Ray Fisher wasn't there on this panel. I yeah. I really thought, you know, he's kind of played coy about whether or not he would be in this movie. There have been tons of rumors about different installments of this movie, different directors of him being involved with it. And you know Ray Fisher would do it. Right? And so it's like, if you look at what they really announced about the movie, they showed the concept art, which I loved. That's enough yeah. for me. But they didn't have any other, all the other real news about this movie was broken the week before. Or a few days before. I feel like, if I and I realized they did all that this panel was filmed and produced ahead of time. But that would have been a good time. It's like, you, well, you're filling time with all these flashbacks. That they were funny, but why at that point do you not? And to me, that just says it must not be a done deal yet. But I, I hope I'm, Victor would be the other character I would hope he is because I do feel like it'd be part of paying off that scene like Travis was talking about. So fingers mm-hmm. crossed for that. Yeah, I agree. I think that if, if anybody, it's going to be Cyborg. Victor Stone would be great to be in there. Uh, Chris, do you think anything? Any characters? I like, I like, I think they are saving Ray Fisher. I really do. I think mm-hmm. that that's, you know, they've, they've done a good job, but I think this movie's unfortunately had the work the they didn't get to hold on to their own leaks. You know, I'd like them to hold on to maybe that one. I really don't see Wonder Woman and Aquaman the way it's portrayed in Flash because again, you start you start getting the reverse villain problem. You got so many of these different characters coming in, even though they keep on saying it's Barry's movie, it's Barry's movie. 
there's got to be a point where we kind of do. I'm excited for who the heck is going to be Thrawn. You know, Eobard Thawne. Yeah. Um, I said Thrawn. Thawne. <laughs> I was, I was like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us um, listen to the Star Wars Alliance podcast. Yeah, I just started reading Thrawn. I was like, wait a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thawne, because even though they haven't said he's in this, he's they're going to have to pull this gun out at that point. And, and I don't, I would love just to, I'm just excited to see who they cast because whoever yeah. it's going to be is going to be, he, it's kind of like what, you know, Joker said at the end of the Dark Knight, we're going to be doing this dance for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't stuck with him forever, man. It, it's going to be very interesting. I, I want to see where they go, that route they go, because it's one of these things that now when I think about a live action, all I think about is Tom Cavanaugh. Season one, Flash. That's my reverse Flash. That's my Ebothon. You know, like, hands down. That's the guy. It's going to be tough did to you, see anybody did else. You have, did you have a hint that he might be bad throughout the first season? <laughs> I can't get the name with straight face. <laughs> uh, let's see. Travis has, Mr. Snell has one more question for Flashpoint. He says, uh, and I can't really notice this yet. Will we see Keaton and Affleck on screen together? God, I hope so. Look, I've listened to Brent talk about this and it would it would be definitely be a missed opportunity yep if they didn't yep. like this seems like something that there'd be posters for forever of this i, I will yeah. accept a behind the scenes set photo of the two of them if the story doesn't call for them to interact but man i would love to see it in in the actual movie yeah i can't wait to see keaton suit up again Oh my God! Just and will there be any changes at all? To that's suit? what I wanted to know. Yeah, they're going to give him the exact same suit with the kind of messed up, not messed up, but could you imagine if he has the? If we, could I you hope if we see him in that one and he gets a bit banged up, and then we see him in a Batman Beyond type one afterwards, like let, <clears> let him just if they're going to improve upon it, let him just move his neck. Yeah, that's <laughs> what a guy needs to move his neck. Mm-hmm. He can turn his whole body. Uh, all right, cool. Y'all got anything else you want to say about the Flash panel? Amazing how impressed I could be from a little concept there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, mm. going, it's definitely looking like it's going in the right direction. That's for yeah. sure. Uh, let's talk some Suicide Squad, James Gunn. Uh, we did not get a trailer for this, but we got some really good-looking behind-the-scenes footage. And uh, I'm excited to see what we get out of this next. So, Chris, start us off with this one. What do you think about Suicide I, Squad? I want to rephrase. It's the detachable kid. <laughs> I was close. Detach, you know, detachable kid. Based off of an actual character called Arm Falloff Boy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. He takes, his, <laughs> he takes his arms off and uses them as weapons. Yes, to beat people with. <laughs> I how thought. Do you, that, how do you do that? How do you? I guess you can do one at a time, right? Uh, I'll send you, you in the group chat later. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty epic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought the 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 way they introduced each one of the characters, you know, the little cartoon, you know, just little symbols of what they look like. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you know, I did not see Idris Elba. I was hoping it was Bronze Tiger, Bloodsport. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely uh, that helmet is not comic accurate and it is freaking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it, it's John Cena being, what was it? The um, Peacemaker. Peacemaker, Captain yeah. America. Yeah. Captain America. <laughs> I, I like it. Um, Polka Dot Man. I love that character. It's getting a little bit respect. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Just um, like Kite Man. Uh, he's more powerful than Kite Man. We all know that. 
<laughs> those polka dots are very powerful. Um, but I love the idea of how much he is a fan of the Ostrander run, that this is just the, the poster is an homage to the 70s. I say our first trailer is going to be an homage to those 70s action movies. And this, I dare to say, I think this is going to be better than Guardians of the Galaxy. First one or the second one? Oh, just in general. I think this is going to be what people are going to say. I like Guardians of the Galaxy. This is better than that. Okay. I can definitely see it being better than the second one. First one's going to be tough, but it can be. And and I, I, I will put it out there again. I think some big names that we think are not killable, not stars, just big names, are going to bite the dust. Okay. Early on. Chris, uh, I think not you're Harley. something I, there. Uh, Har- Harley is still going to survive. I will put that out there. Harley will be the one that will survive. Okay. My buddy would be on uh, Captain Boomerang of mm-hmm. the of the legit ones we've already known. Uh, I, I love this. Love the back. Love the like behind the scenes. I really love the cast college too. I think John Cena is going to be one of my favorite uh, of the ones that we've gotten because I don't know a lot of these characters. Uh, I haven't read anything about them. So uh, Peter Capaldi as the thinker, yes, that please. Was cool. Yes, please. Yes, please. I didn't really. I thought the whole panel with the uh, like trivia. I thought that was like a little gimmicky. But I've also heard people. I, I know Mr. Snow really loved it. <laughs> I know I know people I think it was Katie suggested that maybe the teams were on purpose too and that they could be two separate missions like those are the teams for two separate missions in the story uh, because seeing the behind the scenes it looks like Harley and a team are off in one location while another team that, that could just be scenes in the story so I won't 100% confirm that but like Chris said too I think this could be better than Guardians and I love Guardians 1 and I really enjoyed Guardians 2. I don't I don't think it deserves nearly the hate that it gets. Uh, I think there may be a couple extra jokes that I thought were overkill, but I really enjoyed the film. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I've enjoyed all of James Gunn's comic book movies, and he speaks with this with so much passion. Mm-hmm. So, sign me up. I, I'm, I'm all for this. Yeah. Brent? You know, I don't know who most of these characters are, but... I like the character designs. I like the costumes. I like how the variety, the look of the, all these characters. Um, but the one costume I got to point out is Harley Quinn's. This is, in my opinion, by far the best look she has had yet in live action. I loved this costume. There's also a really cool shot of her like spinning around, shooting a bunch of people early on mm-hmm. in the footage. And then just in general, we didn't get finished, completed footage. But what we got looked like the potential was there to be really cool, to be really fun movie. Um, it's James Gunn. You know, it's going to be funny. I, I of course like both guardians movies. I'm not at all worried about that. And sure. I, I like one more than the more, more than the other, but if he's even in the ballpark of those, I'm in for a good time. And if, mm-hmm. if uh, Chris's speculation holds true and it's even better than both of those, then great. Then we're all just winners then. Yeah. Now, the best thing to see about this panel they did was the entire cast being there, and it has a lot more characters than I thought was going to be involved in this. Uh, they all seemed like they were having a great time together. They seemed like they were uh, really meshed well together. We're, I mean, of course, obviously not together at this point in the recording, but they got along really well. It seemed more like a, t- uh, a good, cohesive team. Um, and, of course, for 
a panel. They're not going to be having any kind of beefs or fight or anything, but it just seemed like they got along really well, having a great time. I love this movie. It showed a lot of practical effects versus special effects. I know we talked about that when we did the live thing, or the uh, the live watch of it. Uh, that always looks cool to me. I'm interested to see how that uh, ends up looking in the end because practical effects always end up being better if you do it the right way. Um, Pete Davidson is now a DC character, which I don't think he'll last for long, but I think that he was a guy that we could have cast a couple of different DC characters as. It's a James Gunn movie, so of course you have Sean Gunn in it as Weasel. Why not? Uh, is that going to be... Michael Rooker. Yeah, Michael Rooker, which is awesome. We got Joel Kinnaman coming back. Got a lot of characters, man. Um, I'm interested to see some of these characters that I don't know much about. Uh, Ratcatcher, don't you know? Uh, I'd like to see this this take Rat on Mongol. Ratcatcher two. Rat two. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> take on Mongol. Like it's it's really cool. And um, I guess Brent, I was thinking about what you were saying about Harley Quinn's look. I did really like the look they went for with this one, and I, I didn't even think about the difference in the two or how much better I liked it. But you're right, it did look really good. Uh, such well, a not great just character. the two, but between the first Suicide Squad movie and then Birds of Prey, she's had several different looks. And that's true. Yeah. This just to me is the best mix of everything. You know, it's not hypersexualized like the first one was, but it, it feels like a comic book costume unlike nothing that she wore in the Birds of Prey movie. And it I'm I'm here for it. Okay. Also we got can I just acknowledge it was a lot of rumors, especially early on, that uh, it when Edris Elbow was cast that he was gonna replace Will <clears throat> Smith and be Deadshot. I'm so happy that it didn't do that choice. I'm okay with having a movie without Deadshot mm-hmm. if we can keep Will Smith as a character in the DCU going forward because uh, he was one of the best things about the first Suicide Squad for me. Well, you know what the coolest part about that is? Now you can have Edgar Silva and Will Smith yeah. on screen at the same time one day. Well, well we don't know that. Yeah. yeah, unless they kill him off in this movie, but uh, that'd be really cool to see. But and it also worked, too, because at the end of Suicide Squad, I don't know if it's the same in Aircott, but Deadshot is out. So, yeah. like, he's on his own. So, I mean, we could just, you could just assume that, well, I think it would be easier for them to catch Harley than it would be to catch Deadshot. So, I, I would just assume he thought the guy on the ground. You guys, anything else to Suicide Squad? Like I said, we didn't get a trailer. We just got kind of some trivia and uh, got to meet the cast, which was really cool to see, and a little bit of uh, behind the scenes footage, which showed us what the movie's kind of going to look like, look really good. Uh, I think James Gunn needs to take some lessons from you, Greg, on how to conduct trivia. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it was funny because I was sitting there watching it, and I was like, is this what it sounds like when I do a trivia game? Like, are people listening to me feeling like this, like I'm feeling right now? I was like, no, nah, I do better than this. I have sound effects and everything sometimes. But... <laughs> so, <laughs> I have sound effects and everything sometimes. Yeah, I, I do what he did, though. I did say that I was the, I'm going to take score that absolutely means nothing and not give it to you at the end of the game, which is what I always do. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, I think the trivia was too long is what it was. Yeah, you know, they were trying to fill some space with the panel, but you know it was still a fun time. Great, great panel. Let's talk some Black Adam. Uh, Brent, let's start with you, man. Anticipation of the Rock and the Black Adam, and how did you feel about how they treated this panel and how they presented it? I mean, for a movie that's not in production, I felt like they gave us some good information. They clarified or confirmed some rumors. They gave us uh, who those rumors entail and all this like concept art of what they're talking about. They gave us glimpses of the story. I mean. It's it's Dwayne Johnson. It's The Rock. You know, that guy's got charisma just oozing out of him. And all they needed to do was sit him in front of a camera and nothing else, and people would have eaten it up. And mm-hmm. the fact that they did give us those other reveals, we got JSA confirmed, uh, Nick Centineo's official, like, confirmed as Adam Smasher working on the other members. 
yeah, this sounds awesome. And, you know, I this was one of two panels where I thought maybe possibly Henry Cavill's name is going to come up. And he kind of teased something there with Superman. So I, I, I do feel... I feel hopeful that we're going to get to see Black Adam and Superman throw down at some point. Chris? Yeah, I was I was excited to, um, you know, I'm just glad we're finally moving forward with this. I thought the kind of concept teaser was a, a great, you know, like you said, nothing's been filmed. So let's give people a brief history of a character that many people don't know too much about. We got hints of it, of Black Adam in Shazam. Um, on purpose and now that we're seeing you know the idea of a finally a justice society of america on the big screen with fate hawkman cyclone and adam smasher um adam smasher is going to be a very interesting one because they both have a very interesting history in jeff john's run of the comics of both at one point being on the jsa and then Adam Smasher joining up with uh, Black Adam and Kandak, you know, the, the area he rules uh, the, and how, again, he is the epitome of, he does not see himself as a villain. He sees himself as the hero's own story. And I love the call out he does at the end, just basically putting everyone on notice. I could see, this would be interesting to see if this is our, our big bad, you know, moving forward beyond just Black Adam. And, you know, be beyond the movie at that point, beyond Shazam, like he could become a big bad at that point. Yeah. I know he he believes Chris the same thing that uh, Black Adam believes, like that he's not a villain. Because listen to the Rock talk, uh, the villain was the last thing he called him. Mm-hmm. First he said hero, then he said antihero, then he said villain. So uh, I really think he wants him to be a hero. Uh, you know, The Rock loves being a hero on, on, in the films. But I could listen to him talk for an hour or two. Like, he has so much charisma. The dude is walking charisma. It's just like President of 2028 uh, United States, <laughs> The Rock. Like, uh, I just, I love this to it. Like Brent said, for something that's not shot at all, we got a hell of a lot. It reminded me of the like road to the or Don of the Justice League special with Kevin Smith and Jeff Johns uh, when when they talked about movies that weren't in production yet they showed kind of like animation style the same that Black Adam showed uh, here for his history lesson and I love that uh, that's very interesting to me just the way they showed that it brought people in uh, I watched a few reaction videos to that and a lot of them didn't know anything about the character so it did help educate them and, I mean, The Rock looks like a real-life superhero. Uh, like Chris said, too, he did put everybody on notice. And he kind of made me feel like, yeah, you will see me and Superman throw down at some point. Yeah, this being, I think, probably the most anticipated movie that we've heard the least about. I think The Flash follows shortly after that, up until this point. Um, it, it's It's been one of those things where it's been rumored that, that The Rock is going to play Black Adam. And, oh, he wants to play Black Adam, wants to do it. Now it feels like it's something that's real. Like before, it just felt like something that we want to do this one day and we hopefully we can get there. Now they've got concept art. We've got characters cast. Uh, you know, it, it's it's going to be a very, very interesting when they start production of this movie, how it's going to go forward. I like the characters they cast for it, too. Or not cast for it, but they're involving in it, too. Uh, we get to see a Dr. Fate live. That's pretty awesome. You know? 
Uh, I, I want to see where they go with his character, how deep they dive into his background. If he's going to be even going to be a big character in the movie, he could just be in the movie for a few scenes. We don't know yet. But uh, moving forward with this, they got the rock, you know, at the helm. I think that the history lesson at the beginning helps anybody who didn't understand anything about it. And you say, hey, we're going to take this story we just told you and put this guy in front of it and let him run it. Take my money. You know, they've already they've already got the tickets sold. So it's the rock. Everybody's going to go see it. People went and saw the rock in what was that movie where he was fighting flying wolves and uh, <laughs> stuff like that? Like, they'll go see Rampage? The Rock in anything. Yeah, Rampage, yeah. I never watched see, that movie. They'll go see The Rock in anything. I have, unfortunately, I haven't seen Rock in some of his outrageous <laughs> stuff like that, whatever that skyscraper, is it called Skyscraper? Yeah, I never watched that one either. Never watched that. Like, I haven't watched a string of Rock's movies, so. Yeah, see The Tooth Fairy. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah. Did you see the two Jumanji movies? Oh, yeah. They I were did, both yeah. great. Yeah, um, those are just excellent movies. Hilarious. I still Rock, think Walking Tall is one of his best movies. Rock hasn't earned 24-7, like, 100%. I'm going to watch it regardless because he made mm-hmm. Doom, and I will never forgive him for that atrocity. That was <laughs> what a dumb oh, Come on, first that. player action in the movie. Let's go, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, just, oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. So I take it you don't like that. <laughs> oh, it's pretty, pretty rough movie, Greg. Not going to lie. Oh, yeah. Pretty rough movie. No Ninja, no Ninja Turtles 3 or anything, but it's right. pretty rough. Or what was the Ninja Turtles, the the Lost Turtle, something like that? The one that was no, not even, bad, not even bad that. That was just a failed TV show that should never have been. But. <laughs> right. Uh, well, yeah, like I said, we didn't get a whole lot about Black Adam. We got more than we've seen in years when we've been hearing for this, hearing about this. So, One thing i got to ask you guys before we jump past this. Do you think it was a missed opportunity not to either have... Zachary Levi asked a video question in the Black Adam panel, or The Rock asked a video question in the Shazam panel. I don't think it was a mistake, but I, I, I it surprised me. I thought I said missed opportunity. Oh, missed opportunity. Okay, uh, yeah, definitely missed opportunity. Yeah, I so. think they would play very well off each other at that point. Um, it would have been cool to see that, it, it, even if it gave us nothing but just to see them both tag each other at that point. Yeah. Dang it, Travis. Yes, it's a missed opportunity, and I hadn't thought of it yet. Way to ruin that. (laughs) (laughs) hate that idea. It's not mine. (laughs) No, I love the idea. I just wish they had thought about it. I can't believe they didn't. Okay, fine. I'll I'll go get the good people on the thing. You you set them up for it. I'm (laughs) choosing to believe that scheduling was impossible. Just could not happen because they tried and it just didn't work out. That's that's my head cannon. I'm sick it's definitely it. it's definitely oh, the yeah. rock schedule and not Zachary Levi's. <laughs> I feel like the rocks every minute in the rocks day is like a kind of for whereas I feel like Zachary Levi gives himself some time to smell the roses in a day. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, well, all right. Well, that's all we got for that one right there. And I'll tell you what, we got two more big movies to talk about. We saved the biggest ones for last, but before we get to these last two parts here. Let's go ahead and take our last break. Like I said, real quick, 30 seconds. Helps us keep things going. And uh, give us a moment. We'll be right back. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
And we are back. And now we get to talk about my favorite two parts of this whole day. Uh, the two parts that if I was going to miss anything, I couldn't miss these two. And we're going to start it Lois? Oh, course. no, that didn't happen. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about Mr. Snyder and his Justice League. And uh, an amazing panel. We got to see everybody there except for um, Jason Momoa, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Who, who, posted, who posted on Instagram today the trailer and saying that he loves Zack Snyder. Just... Yeah, just in case somebody's crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, we knew this, you know, coming in. Um, Travis, start you off with this one, man. How'd you feel about the Zack Snyder portion in his trailer? If you go and watch the trailer, we have the reaction. I think it's on the Geekverse channel. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got to be honest with you, I get a minute, minute and a half in before I really, like, I was in shock watching it. I I, I was, like, it just dawned on me, like, like, holy, like, 10 months ago, I never would have thought. Ten months later, you're gonna be watching a Zack Snyder Justice League trailer. You're gonna get it in the next ten months after that. Uh, I, I was in shock, and by the end of the movie, uh, in the movie, end of the trailer, I know you said you got emotional. I did as well. Like mm-hmm. honestly, like I, I tried to like just compose myself, being like, dude, write a live stream here. Like uh, <laughs> seven, eight people here. Just calm down a little bit here. And so just took a deep breath and went about. And I must have watched this trailer now about eighty times, probably. Uh, I've watched about 50 reactions to the trailer, and I watched it just as much because I wanted to see. There were I want to just say this now: zero, zero people commented about what uh, anything about Ezra. That was what I was curious about. Were any of the general audience people going to like say like that's nothing to them? They know nothing about that. Like that mm-hmm. is not. I watched like I couldn't get over it. That was something that I was expecting. To hear at least one every five videos. It's a non-story. It's yeah, a non. People right. are upset. The only people upset about with the Warner Brothers over that are the uh, are people like us, the nerds, the geeks, the yeah. people who follow this stuff, live live and breathe, eat this stuff. It's a non-story. It went away. It, I mean, we we will never know what happened before and after that video mm-hmm. because it's not coming up again. Maybe someone will say something on a press tour, but they'll coach them to dodge the question. It, it's a non-story at this point. But yeah, can't wait to get into talking about this trailer. The music choice, I really enjoyed it. I thought it worked with the shots, and it got built, the emotion as it went on. And just everything. The Flash stuff is the stuff that, I gotta say, it interests me the most. Just to see the couple scenes of him, which what I, I assume is in Speed Force, or he's between space and time mm-hmm. when he's running. Something like that. I assume it's going to be time travel, yeah. and not... Uh, multiverse type thing yeah. well I've, just like the flash show i think i spoke to brand about this uh he first in the first season learns time travel and in the second season it's all about the multiverse so i uh, like hope that they go that way and loved every second of this trailer and i love that we got pretty much it, most of the stuff that he shared on vero we got in this trailer in live action form yeah. brand what'd you think buddy uh, Dark Side looked great. I, I really like the look for him. I, I've, I'm still seeing lots of mixed reactions there. I like the music choice. I like that song, Hallelujah. I've, I don't think I've heard a version yet that didn't work for me. So I, I, I had no complaints there. Um, to me, it, it looked like pretty much all new footage, at least for the most part that we haven't seen before. Um, I questioned maybe one or two shots, but it, I mean nothing. That, 
there, I don't think there was any shots in this that were actually in the theatrical cut. Maybe some stuff from the trailers before, but to me, it all looked new. But you know, to echo Travis, it's it's all about the Flash, because the look on when he's presumably in the Speed Force about to time travel. That's why things happen. Just the effects they use for that are just beautiful. And there was this. If you go back to the, like the very first trailer for the Justice League movie back in two thousand sixteen, came out at a Comic Con sixteen, right? Yeah. Um, I think I think it's that trailer where there's this shot of Barry like pushing his finger through a window, mm-hmm. and the shots in slow motion, and I love that shot. It's such an awesome shot. And while they don't show us that, they show the moment right before it. They show the moment that is clearly right after it. So it's like, great, I'm going to see that again. And then one other thing that really impressed me was Ray Fisher. The look on his face, the acting that he turned in in those few seconds of watching his father disintegrate in front of him was very powerful performance from two seconds of footage there. Yep. Chris, what do you think overall, man? Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, just it, it's one of those things that we have been just teased and, and by by Zach, by the building towards this moment that we for all of us with the movement just never dreamed a it would either come B, it would come this soon. And just seeing all this in action and in just, you know, since. November onwards how much he's worked on and still he's still working on this and, and the improvement seeing Steppenwolf the the true image of Steppenwolf seeing like you said Brent the starting off of Darkseid up close instead of being as far away and we have not seen the final version of Darkseid in the boom tube this is that is that that mm-hmm. is going to be that is going to be like really cool and epic um i love all the little easter eggs we got at that first opening moment the destruction of you know the hall of justice seeing all all the little mementos there and the joker card flying out that was that was a nice little touch um there's just so much so much to talk about with this but yeah you're right with the whole ray fisher i think i'm so glad the true story is getting re put back into place with him It, it, it deserves to be told um there's so much emotion to this. Like this, this is going to be, uh, you know, a a, a moment where I, I think that more and more, when the mainstream gains an understanding of what this movie should have been and what it is, I I think we're going to see a turn at this point, saying, well, what happens next? You know? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know me. I love this universe. I've been looking forward to this for so long. I know we all have. We've all been really, really looking forward to this. So I, I, I did get a little emotional during this man. The first time I saw it, I felt my eyes watering up a little bit. It's, it's so beautiful and it's so awesome to see that there's so much stuff we haven't seen of this yet. In fact, there's more stuff that we haven't seen of it than we actually have, which is, which is what's so awesome to think about. Uh, little bitty things in this trailer that were so awesome. I love Steppenwolf look. Uh, did y'all notice that in the scene with uh, Cyborg and his father, his father's fighting away, Steppenwolf's in the background? Yeah, that that made me think that it was some sort of vision uh-huh. uh, for him. But seeing him destroy the mother, like that, just makes me think that Silas tried to destroy the mother box so that Steppenwolf couldn't get his hands on it. Didn't work, and it refracted throughout the whole thing. First, I thought it could be a vision from the mother box too. Right. 
but it could it could be. But they also showed the, the vision of step of uh, cyborg beating on the grave, which if they're showing your father dies, there might be something you you know. But that all could be, you know, it's all speculation. We don't know what's going on with it. Um, I loved uh, the slow motion Superman death scene from BBS. You know that he, sh- he teases pictures up. I think I actually put it in the chat. That was the picture I used for the show today when I traded out about the show today. Uh, we got to see the black and white version before. Now we get to see it in live action. And that's, that's what Batman, it's supposed to be, right? From Batman's perspective, um, yeah. when Zach went on uh, Real Motion, he confirmed that is going to be a slow motion. That's how Justice League is going to open. Okay. It is from Batman's perspective. Okay. Good deal. Um, got to see the black suit Superman. I absolutely love that. It's going to be awesome. I'm interested to see how long he's going to be in the black suit. But uh, I'm sure we'll get some, you know, it's four episodes. So, and that was the other confirmation that we got about it was that the length of time, it's going to be four hour long episodes, correct? Correct. With a super cut at the end. With a super cut at the end. So four hour long episodes. That's four hours. And this is all footage we haven't seen yet. Uh, Are you doing math again? A little bit. Trying to. He had a two hour film, right? Or he didn't have the Just League was two hour film, correct? Yeah, we'll just say the Justice League. It was not his film. <laughs> okay, so we'll probably say roughly half that stuff that's in there is, and that was wasn't even stuff he filmed. So we could say cut that an hour off that. No, he's he's gone. He said that we, from what he understands, and he's never seen it. From what he understands, what's been told to him, we have only seen at best twenty to twenty five percent of what he this. So possibly we have not seen seventy five percent of the film, which is. It still blows my mind. I mean, yeah. hearing that, that's just like, what kind of movie are we getting mm-hmm. that we don't have 75% of a movie? Yeah. Well, I, I sent some of my friends the video of it whenever who are they're, they're general audience fans. They like it, but they don't really, they're not as into it as I am. But I sent them the tra- uh, link to the trailer when it came out, and a couple of them were like, that's not the Justice League I saw in theaters. I said, no, it is not. <laughs> no, it is definitely not the one you saw in theaters. And you can just tell the tone looks different, man. Everything looks different. The, the scene... <clears throat> that, that that is the kind of the nightmare reference scene where it kind of pans out to you see the the mega symbol on the ground where you see the justice league looks like a, a walkway that says justice league on is broken looks so beautiful it looks so different like absolutely love the way this film's gonna go i'm excited man Zack snyder awesome Zack snyder's I, justice League. i mean if you haven't if y'all i've made reference to it if you haven't checked it out um Real Motion Roundtable had the surprise guest of Zack Snyder, or our, our buddy Scott, got a <laughs> shock of a lifetime on top of everyone. Gosh, I was, I was so happy though. All that crew got got that to see that. He, he confirmed a number of things. Um, the official trailer was supposed to be the length of the song. Um, this trailer was basically what they could get done in time for fandom. Okay. Um, that basically the stuff we've been seeing is basically he has the trailer on his phone and said, you know what? I'm going to post something on Vero. I'm going to take the screenshot from, you know, there. And so, um, it Lex Luthor is in it, but it's different. And he had more planned for his arc. Um, and you get more um, death stroke. You think I, I don't know. I, I don't, I will probably, I don't know. <laughs> Joe Joe Manganiello did say like release it and mm-hmm. put in the original Deathstroke scene. So yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty um, awesome. Superman was not, not being in the marketing with a studio decision, not his. Um, that's why the trailer has a lot of Superman in it <laughs> uh, <laughs> because he's like, guys, he's you know he's coming. Everyone knows he's coming back. 
you know, did you not see like, the end of the movie? <laughs> <don't know>. Before <laughs> um, he, they kind of pin him on. Um, it's he's still negotiating for being being called Zack Snyder's Justice League, and he thinks it's going to happen. And if you caught the panel, and I called it out at, at during our live broadcast, saying you see that poster right behind him. Yeah, that's not that's done on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's I'm it needs to be called Zack Snyder's Justice League. Hundred percent. Ben had three graphic novels of Batman in his like mm-hmm. when he was asking that question to. I can't remember them. I know one of them was Long Halloween. I think one of them was The Killing Joke, and I want to say Dark Knight Returns, but I could be wrong on that. I think Scott Zero had said um, no. Scott had said um, Batman Earth One. Batman Earth One, Arkham yeah. Asylum, and Killing Joke. Hmm. Oh, interesting choice. Yeah. Uh, Snell has some questions for us it's for the Snyder Cut, and he's got a few for the Snyder Cut and a few for the Batman. So we'll go through run through some All of right. these. It's uh, like he know, he's lucky he's always been here. Yeah. Well, that's what he said too. He's like, I couldn't be here tonight, but I wanted to ask these questions asked so we can put them out here for us. Uh, first Snyder Cut question: Why do you think the Flash has to use the Speed Force in this film? Uh, I, I first of all, I'm wondering if it's once or twice. Yeah. Uh, if it's just from the nightmare scene, are we getting more continuation from that to connect it to when he appeared in BVS to Bruce? Or is it going to be at the end of this fight with Steppenwolf the first time we have to go back? Uh, I, I don't know how, but I'm so curious just to see it. Like Brent said, it looks spectacular. Just two shots, just the background of it. Like It kind of looks like stars. It looks like he's off in the cosmos to me. It's mm-hmm. like he's running in space. I hope we get that discussion about going back in time, like from the time he's running back from. What did you do last time? Okay, do the opposite or something yes, like that. I yeah, want to see from that. Vic. Yeah. yeah. Or from Bruce. I'd like for well, Bruce to say, right, like, Bruce, yeah. you came to me and I didn't believe it. Come to me at another time. Uh, I like the whole nightmare scene in general, I'm excited about. But like I said, to see him running and the second time he ran, it was like grind was forming under him as he was running. So I don't, I, just mind blown. I, I didn't think we'd get anything like that before the panel started. But when he answered Ezra's question saying, we're going to get to see a lot more Flash and his abilities. The only thing that I wonder is what what will the Flash go off of the, the movie? Will it go off of the theatrical cut of Justice League or will it go off of this cut where the flash understands that he has at least time travel ability, but mm-hmm. not understand anything about the multiverse yet. They're never going to reference the theatrical cut again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, it, you will see that disappear from HBO max. Once it, once Snyder cut comes on. Probably. Oh yeah. No point. Tell everybody not to watch it. Unless my wants to watch a shorter movie that doesn't have the real story. Well, they yeah, removed the theatrical cut of BVS. So I, I don't mind. Like, I, I don't think it's, it wouldn't be the first movie I would pick or anything like that. But I, I think it's kind of, like for DC, you did mess up. But you have basically two movies now that you can roll out there. So if I was them, I'd be looking at it on the bright side in terms of we got double the content. We can dull this down and put this one to kids and we'll use the other one. So, <laughs> See, I, I disagree because, well, I think the general public is ready to understand multiple flashes. I don't think they're ready to understand multiple Justice League movies that appear to the layman, to the person that doesn't follow it. These are going to appear like the same movie. You're right. And so I don't think 
I mean, the cover art, the cast is all the same. The costumes are all identical. I don't think they're going to... I, no, I think the theatrical cut... It, the, say, to, say the theatrical cut is dead. Bury it. Please. <laughs> no, <laughs> no it's, it's not dead yet, but it's going to be. I, basically, if it's still on there the day the first episode of the Snyder Cut drops, it'll be taken off that day. Like, that is... That is absolutely the length of its life. It's borrowed time, yeah. and that's the expiration date. Okay. But you, Chris, what was your, uh, when do you think the Flash is coming in using the Speed Force in this one? In this movie? Yeah. I, like I said, I it, it's gonna they're going to go back, and we're going to see that discussion oh, between between Bruce and and Cyborg, and go yeah. don't go don't go back to where you think. Go back to where you weren't thinking about. <laughs> yeah. I think that's probably the most logical choice. Uh, you know, I think this this movie is going to be more experimenting with time travel. I don't think you're going to. I don't think it's going to be time travel that ties into what happened or the the flashback scene with uh, Batman vs Superman where he comes to Bruce. Uh, I mean, I know that's kind of alluding to what you're talking about right there. Yeah. I I just don't think that they're they're going to be at that point. I think it's going to be the discovery of this the Speed Force and not them working on using it quite yet. I mean, we saw that real quick snippet, but we don't know how long that is in there. We don't know mm-hmm. what the deal is. It could That could be the scene he's actually accidentally discovering it, you know, for yeah. all we know. So, But it just depends, because I think that that was going to be something that was going to be for the future of the story, which I don't know if we're going to get to see now. You know? Because yeah. it was supposed yeah. to be a three-part movie, right? Well, yeah. Justice Sleep was supposed to be a two-part movie, but the, the story went on to be a three-part movie, correct? Correct. Right. So... Um, well, uh, the other thing, when he was on that panel that Chris was talking about, he made it seem to me, anyway, from his answering of a couple questions, I don't think he knows what's going to happen next after Correct. this movie. Yeah. I think that it's like, uh, I think it all depends on how this performs for HBO Max, mm-hmm. uh, if we'll get any more continuation of the story. But I don't think it's ruled out 100% from what he was saying on that panel. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I, they, need, they need a lot more numbers than what HBO Max has available to them. But he did say that they're going to, on the panel, they will. They have an, They're working on an international rollout plan, so okay. you know, like people like you, Travis, will be able to see this thing. Okay, oh, there's again. no way I will. I've, I'll find it off the truck if I have. To. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Second question. He says, "Now you know it's officially four parts. What part do you think Superman returns in?" Part two. Like episode two. Yeah, like the gotcha. resurrection will happen in chapter two. Okay. I, yeah, I say the end of chapter two, the resurrection happens. I say we get our him dealing with his resurrection in part three. And then actual Superman back and forth. I think that makes the most sense. I agree. To be honest with you. Yeah. And then we get our and then we get our fight we should have had in the right way in four. Yeah. All right, and then the last question is what is your personal favorite part of the trailer? Ooh. It's hard to say. Oh, I know what mine is. Do it to us, Chris. Um, hundreds of thousands of super beings on other planets. He's defeated us. He's hip. never fought <laughs> us. Not us united. And yes, those are two separate scenes mixed together. Uh, yeah. Very well. Very done well mixed together. But dang, what an ending that was. Only mm-hmm. dialogue in the entire trailer. Yes. 
Yeah, you took you took mine. That that was what I was gonna say was my favorite part. Right, it's like, oh no, you're good. <laughs> Nothing wrong with loving it. That would be awesome. mine, but I'll pick a different one. I'm gonna go with the Flash and Speed Force the first time when he's standing up looking around at the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> no, that kind of That's what I was gonna seeing that in live action, uh-huh. the full thing. Oh. Yeah. I I, I, I would have picked what, what Travis did though that so um. Instead, I'm going to say the fact that they're putting in just the scene of him again poking through the glass with that finger with super speed because I did really like the effect they used on that. So I'm glad to see that back. So I'll, since Travis stole what my real answer is going to be, I'll go with that one. Yeah. And I'll throw an honorable mention out there too since uh, Chris had gotten mine before I got to it. Let's go with the dark side reveal at the beginning. There you go. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you want to talk, people want to talk trash about whenever he sent the reveal out the first time. That was grainy and far away. Well, guess what? When I start this next trailer out, he's going to be right in your face. High def, looking good. Uh, it, it it looked a little more computer animated than I thought it was going to, but it still looked really good. But it was one of the fa- my favorite parts, just having it finally be out there. There you go. There's a live action Dark Side for the first time. Have it got it. me excited to see Dark Side fight the gods. In the history lesson, like I, I, I'm all for that. Yeah, and God, I can't wait to hear Ray Porter finally speak. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude, that's gonna be amazing. We still haven't heard anything from that yet, have we? No, no. He's still uh, sworn. He's still in. He's still under his NDA. He ain't saying a word outside of that. He did provide <laughs> his <the> voice. voice. <laughs> yeah. He can't just do the Didn't voice he do motion capture work? No, he did. He yeah. he did. But that's what I'm just saying. Outside of confirming, he did do the motion capture. He did do the voice. That he's not. He can't say anything else other than that. Uh, he um, confirmed that he did the mocap with Stephen Wolf and Desai. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, we yeah. got the mm, okay. too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. So many people. Just another fun fact. So many people thought that Desai was Stephen Wolf. In the uh, reaction trailers, the reaction videos I watched, like every single one, there wasn't one reaction video where they got that it was Desai. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Not the one. I know. Not the one. Which one? Uh, arms. <laughs> yeah, I was about to oh, say yeah. Spot, yeah. Yeah. That okay? Is that okay? <laughs> you and Scott are like walking encyclopedias of comic books. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Scott's a walking encyclopedia. I just have the glossary. There we go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. What else, y'all? You got anything else about this this leeway? I know we didn't get a release date, right? We have a year, we don't have a date, so I'm uh, sure we'll be getting that soon. But well, we know O'Connell's book right now is coming out in February. Okay. And so I think he he had said that he would like would like it to be. You know, you get the book, and then maybe a month later. Maybe the film. I don't. He, I don't think he's saying that he has any impact on that. But his book is coming out in February. It would be perfect for HBO to put it out middle of March. Take it through April. You get two. You get two months of subscribers. Chris. He also uh, interviews Snyder, and I would presume that he may have asked something like that uh, okay. to give one an indication of when it might come out. And if Snodder did any background checking on Sean, he would know that he's a legit dude. I'm sure he did before talking yeah. to him. Oh, yeah. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he gave him some sort of hint as to when it was dropping. And like you said, he did say he wanted to get it out a month before uh, yeah. the movie. So, yeah, Mark seems book, like. If you're listening, pre order release the Snyder Cut. It is, it's going to be great. 
March, can't wait, and I'll be excited for the next trailer. I'm sure we'll get at least one more before uh, it drops. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely... Uh, we'll get one more, because uh, I didn't expect to get as much as we got this time. Like, it was crazy. I expected a minute, a minute and a half at least. I when think we talk about it. When we talk about what we're going to talk about next, that's what I didn't expect. Uh, you know, I agree with you. Remember, that song is five minutes, and there is a five-minute cut <laughs> of the trailer <laughs> that he has. I want to see it. A rough cut, but because this is the one where it's, it's ready for prime time, but a oh, release five minutes. Hallelujah cut? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Release, release, <laughs> release the Hallelujah cut. Let's go. You can, Chris, you can be the person that starts that, that hashtag. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I some, will let you have it. Yeah. <laughs> Someone much smarter have been this Saturday, but we probably have already done it. <laughs> well, all right, man. Let's uh, let's go ahead and move on. Then there's one more thing to talk about tonight. It's the way they cap their night off. It's the way we're going to cap our night off tonight too. I'm actually going to start this one. Live action? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to start this one off because uh, I can just kind of put it out there in front and say I was not impressed with what I'd seen so far. And after seeing this uh, preview for this movie in motion and seeing the tone that it's going with, I am really looking forward to this movie. I think it looks a lot better and finished up in full motion than it did in the pictures that I'd seen. So, you know, get that. Um, I I see this movie as being a very, very violent movie. And there's a question we have on here about the no kill rules. So we'll talk about it then, which I don't mind that kind of stuff in a movie. I just hate when other people complain about it and excuse it in other, uh, in other aspects of it, which I think that if the movie it's really, really good. That's going to happen. People are going to be like, oh, it's okay if he did this in this movie because it's this movie, and we'll get to that when it gets here, but uh, it, fights looked good. That's what I was really worried about, and I think me and Travis talked about it before, about the fight scenes looking too slow. Uh, not look, The one little bit of a fight scene we got in this preview looked pretty I, good. I, I don't think that's a fight scene. That's called a beatdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so not a uh, fight. Fight involves someone hitting him back. Yeah. Hey, Travis. HBO Go and HBO Go Asia announced an hour ago the Snyder Cut's going to be on there, and HBO Go. So that's gets I mean, my gets my VPN in, gets my VPNs going to Asia. I, I realize that's not where you're at, but that's just showing that they're working on that worldwide <laughs> rollout. Yeah. Oh, I'm a hundred percent convinced that it will come to the Cray TV streaming app because they already have a deal in place for all the DC originals from HBO Max. So mm-hmm. I assume that they'll work it out. I, I just got to say one thing. 9,400 views of our darn reaction to it. I know. I I, I don't even know where to begin with that. I, did, I, I, broke I, thing. I didn't know that. That's crazy. I just checked out it. It was like, holy crud. You <laughs> really are around the message board, message group a lot today. Well, I didn't know that, so congratulations. I'm not in that message group, so yeah. congrats <laughs> on that. Well, uh, well, when Snell said like it got to 8,000, I said, let me check this out. Shoot's already at 9. What? I mean, I thought our reactions were good. I tell you what, you, Brent, you and the Squadcast boys, I thought we did we had more reactions than we did. We were just like, "Oh my god, oh my!" And it was like more at the <laughs> end, but yeah. So oh, yeah. anyway, Batman. Sorry to derail us there. Yeah, um, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I'm uh, the music. I like the suit. It's not. I wouldn't call it the best live action Batman suit, but I really liked it a lot. The fighting, like that little glimpse, like I have. I understand why people were concerned after the Martha rescue that we're never going to get something in that caliber again. This just shows me, yes, we can get something in that caliber again. Mm-hmm. Is that one scene there? Eh, maybe, maybe not. But 
they the potential is certainly there i like the car i know a lot of people don't like the car i love that he is in year two i love that he appears to be working with the police not just you know with gordon but i mean he's act like in the middle of a bunch of them basically Mm -hmm. arguing with one of the police officers probably attacking him and they're not all going after him it's like no they're not hunting him down they're working with him i the entire thing here the riddler at the start is ridiculously creepy Absolutely ridiculously creepy. The shot of Oz of Cobblepot is Oscar worthy for hair and makeup. Mm. And then, you know, I I, I want to see Selena's costume develop a little more. She's just got that little mask right now. Let's see it develop a little more. But he did say, Reeves did say it is the villain. It's not the hero's origin story. It's the villain's origin story. So, I, I mean, man, th- this, this is the trailer that I've watched the most. From I, I mean, I've watched... I watched all of them several times, but this is the one. This is the bit of footage I have watched the absolute most mm-hmm. since Saturday night, and I lo- absolutely loved it. I agree. Couldn't agree more, Brant. Uh, I, I love this trailer, and like you said about the villains, uh, it brings up a good question that always comes about: uh, Do villains come? Do Batman come because of the villains, or do villains come because of Batman? So it'll be interesting to see to take it as Batman's already established before we get these rogues. So uh, this is complete opposite of Gotham, the TV show, uh, in terms of how they did, how they went about it. And I'm glad that we don't get to see the origin, but his parents are tied into some of the mystery of the movie. Uh, listening to uh, Reeves talk about this in the panel was was awesome. It just got me so hyped for it because he is. And hearing his explanations and his thoughts on the character saw me up. Like you said about the fighting, Greg, I was very hesitant because the bar has been set higher. Like, mm-hmm. it's moved up. Like I don't think... I love the Nolan films, but they are not very good for action. Uh, that's something I don't think he's that good at as a filmmaker. But the character development over like just blew that out of the way. You didn't even pay attention to that. Uh, but you like Brent said about the warehouse scene when I said when I caught that that was like easily the best Batman action. But this here is perfect, and how he says I'm vengeance, like mm-hmm. come on, that mm-hmm. is amazing. The I, only thing I don't like uh, is how yes. how shabby and scraggly Bruce Wayne looks. That's the only thing. That yeah, like there could Bruce be some in, but, yeah. there could be some in story reason about that, and yeah. I'll accept it. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think if you're trying to pull off the I'm not a superhero i'm just a billionaire like the way that in batman begins christian bale's batman had to learn that he couldn't like he had to go out and pretend to be that playboy socially like he had to put on the mask of bruce wayne so i hope that maybe pattinson learns that in this movie for his three movies so i'll just be interested to see where it goes from there well you know we we've talked about this of how Bruce is broken. Bruce is meant to be a broken character. Batman is broken, you know, at that point. And it's learning how to understand how to deal with that brokenness and turn it into something he can turn against, you know, the people that took his parents, took his city at that point. You know, I love it that this movie is set in the 90s. God, that that Nirvana cover. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness, what an awesome way. And, And I know Snell said it. This is... Very reminiscent of a seven David Fincher, you know, 
like the suspense thriller storyline uh, of uh, you know Riddler being a serial killer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, and this idea of, of you know it's pure taking of Gotham being a character and the secrets within Gotham coming back to to haunt, you know, those those responsible at that point. You know, I, I I've heard the stuff like do our secrets coming out about the Waynes, sure. You know, we got that a little bit with Court of Owls. You know, mm-hmm. we 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 got we got that idea. Um, you know, I like how we see even the, like you're saying a year two Batman that you know we we understand that the um what is it that the city still th- is fit, afraid of him mm-hmm. and still thinks he's a miss. Like you said, the GCPD is kind of working with him, but what is going on in that holding cell during that sequence? Because is Gordon at one point maybe looks like he's ho- holding him back or trying to you know prevent this at this point. Chris, I thought, what a, Chris, I just want to jump in there for a second. Yeah. What what I think is happening there is the Riddler is escalating like his terrorizing of Batman and the city, like focusing on Batman. I think he may even say like you turn Batman in and this will stop. Mm-hmm. And the cops are like struggling to do that, and Gordon doesn't. I, I think that's what's involved with that scene there. Yeah, you know, you're, yeah. Good guess, yeah. Uh, you know, I like that Reeves cited Darwin's Cook Eagle storyline. Awesome storyline at that point. Um, referencing the French Connection and um, Chinatown as a taxi driver, big influences on this movie. Um, I thought that really big confirmation, uh, awesome confirmation is that um, you know, the Gotham City, Gotham Central storyline is going to be, you know. It's going to be set in year one at that point, and they'll be there in the background and just kind of dealing with the idea of the beginnings of a Batman in Gotham. Hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I think I was saying this in the in the chat today that Batman v Superman was supposed to be proof of concept of a darker version, and WB screwed up the end game on that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Joker became that new proof of concept that a rated R, you know, psychological case study at this point, that was hugely successful. We can do this again. And, uh, and it's unfortunate that BVS didn't, maybe it was, it's WB screwing it up. Maybe, you know, just doing that didn't help it, but that I think, I mean, the reactions to this trailer is everyone is this. This was the mic drop that the night needed. Night didn't, you know, the night was going great, but this was the mic drop to say, "Hey, boom, good luck." Oh, yeah. The fact that only twenty to twenty-five percent of that movie is shot, I don't know, man. Yeah, pretty <laughs> that, seven weeks, I think. Yeah, that that is, um, if it's if it's true, hats off to you, Matt Reeves. I'm already a Planet of the Apes fan and everything else you've directed and and, and created, but man, <laughs> I can't oh, yeah. wait for 2021. I agree, man. It looks really awesome. Uh, what'd y'all think of the voice? It's good. Yeah, I mean, works, we only got a little you. bit there, but it, it worked. Here, it here's here's what I want to hear him say. Everybody th- thought when he said "I'm Vengeance" that he was going to give his "I'm Batman," right? It's an iconic line. You want to hear Batman say it. Mm-hmm. Well. In Batman the Animated Series, yes. he's got an iconic line that starts with "I am vengeance." Max I am the knight. Yeah, I am yeah. Batman. I started and to say what with I that, want yeah. to happen, even though, I mean, I'm not holding my breath. But what I think would be just amazing is if in the next trailer ended with "I am the knight." 
Yes. And in a final trailer, we get the I'm Batman. Because then we get people super cutting them together. Maybe it's all one scene. Like, maybe say that line in the actual movie or something. But just that kind of homage to the animated series. I, I just think that would be so cool if they were if they pulled that off. Brent, you freaking genius. <laughs> we're all having our like moments, it. man, tonight. Like all those. There you go. Uh, how about how about Zach actually texting Matt Reeves when he sees that when he saw that trailer, <laughs> and Matt Reeves actually saying on the panel that he is excited for Zack Snyder's Justice League and he really yeah. enjoyed Batflick. Yeah, he said I Zach Zach goes I actually texted Matt after and I was like what the f this is so cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It, it looks really great. and that is that is so cool that they like it's like directors embracing the multiverse as well. You know. Yeah. Well, they have no allegiance either. They like you just yeah. like what you like. You can like in terms of James Gunn interacting with David Ayer, they're complimentary of each other as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I don't know why you wouldn't be, especially you don't really have to adhere to anything with this multiverse idea. Like you can you have free reign to do whatever you want. You can just like with Joker, just sit it on its own world. If it's a good story, you're going to get made. And I think most directors like seeing good stories uh, also for complimenting patty did say think she was asking questions on Zack snyder panel so mm-hmm. it's, it's just like it's nice to see directors giving other directors props instead of tearing each other down oh yeah well uh we got uh, three questions on this one from mr snell as well so you want to walk into those yeah let's do oh, pretty good he says my theory is the waynes are corrupt in the in this in ba- this batman lore with riddler saying he's a part of this now what is your take on that ending dialogue? I wouldn't go as far as there's there's corruption. I think that I'll take you know what you and I discussed on um, World's Finest with taking a cue from White Knight that there is dealings at that point that they're linked, but I wouldn't go fully corrupt. I say yeah. they're there. I wouldn't go there full dirty. I think they have links, but I wouldn't go there fully corrupt. I would say that it would probably come out that at, in the end that they were fighting the corruption. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think they'll deviate that far. And it also, this would mean that Riddler know, knows who Batman is, uh, presumably, if he's talking to him through this, unless that message was for Bruce Wayne. Uh, if not, if it was for Batman, then he knows who Batman's identity is. Uh, if yeah. he's sending him that, saying that your parents were corrupt, so... Or well, your parents were in on it, kind of deal. So that was presumed that he knows who his parents is. Well, they actually didn't say his parents were in on it. This is it's a theory the Waynes were in on, and then the Riddler says you're a part of this. Yeah. So I'm wondering. So you know, it's very ambiguous. What it, ambiguous what it could mean? They're, they made it pretty good with that. Good, Brent. I, I think at some point it's very plausible Bruce will ask the question where my parents corrupt. Like he, I, I certainly think that's in the cards. But here's my thing that I, I haven't heard anyone talk about. When Riddler says you're a part of this, is he talking to Batman or to Bruce? Yeah, that's yeah. what I was curious about. Because if he's talking to, if he's referring to the Waynes being corrupt, he knows Bruce is Batman, mm-hmm. which is a massive deal. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more, I think that line is more specifically related to you know, like the escalation stuff. Like you know, you've now got superheroes. We're bringing out supervillains. I think it boils down to that more than you're a part of this. You're a part of the chaos that you're, you're bringing the crazies out. You know what questions that people ask about Batman would Gotham be better off if Batman never showed up. 
And I, I think that's more what Riddler is asking. I think that might even be a riddle that he forces Batman to confront within this, but you can't ignore the corruption possibilities. You can't ignore the potential for court of owls. And and it reminds me of the dark Knight, where Joker says, you've changed things forever. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very reminiscent of that. I I, the the panel. So I, Great. The panel beforehand gave me a lot of uh, like listen to Reeves talk. Gave me a lot of there's going to be Court of Owls vibes in this mm-hmm. trilogy. It, it's it, also if, if not like that's going to be our next one. Yeah, yeah. It's also very possible that that line has absolutely nothing to do with the Waynes or that being corrupt. All I mean, look at look at uh, Batman vs Superman trailer where Alfred's giving his uh, uh, his speech about uh, the rage. And in the Batman vs Superman trailer, you see the scene it's in. It's like, oh, it's perfect for that scene. But those that that line and that scene is not the same in the movie at all. Yeah. It could be. It could be the Joker saying, "You're part of this now." To anybody, he could be talking to Penguin for all we know. So, I mean, I think they do a good job with making trailer because it makes us think about it. It makes us come up with theories. And uh, but I, I haven't heard anything about the Waynes being more corrupt other than just rumors. So for me, it's just I'm kind of a wait and see thing, you know. But I don't know if if that line has anything to do with actual batman or if he's even saying it's bruce or batman i don't think it's a situation where he knows batman's identity not in year two you know i just personally don't but you never know what they're going to do with these movies so uh number two is with reeve saying batman's ego is an inspiration and that batman has a no kill role uh, he, he rule um will the film follow that basically I mean, I think that if Matt Reeves says that, then of course the film will follow it. But I do think that he's going to kill in this one. I think it's going to. I think this movie establishes the no kill rule for Batman in this universe. It could, where it's a young, like it's year two, and he mm-hmm. could just he could even make a mistake. Uh, like that's something that I'd like to see if we're going to follow him through his mistakes and his successes. I think Reeves said as much. He did. He did. He, uh, he basically said that his mistakes are also going to come back to haunt him. So I, I think we could see that, but uh, whatever it is, I, I'm going to be okay with. But I, I, I think that having him establish that code is is fine. Like I'm not going to complain at all. Uh, I'll actually enjoy it. Uh, I don't know how much they'll adhere to it. Like go like off screen. Like I, I don't think that that guy hit any fat in this uh, trailer was killed, but. Uh, he's going to have a little bit of a lengthy hospital stay, we'll say. <laughs> Just think, Brent. I I like the no-kill rule. It is, I mean, people will find you comics, people will find you times when he's killed, but the overwhelming majority of the time, the no-kill rule is in effect. And I will tell you, while it has not ruined, necessarily ruined every movie for me where he's killed, there's not been one movie where he's killed, and I've liked that he did it. Going all the way back to Batman 89, I have never liked it when he has killed someone. And so, yeah, I would prefer to see the no-kill rule. Now, do I think him inadvertently killing someone and then massively regretting it leading to the no-kill rule, do I think that would be a compelling story? I do, yeah. I don't want to see him running around just straight murdering people, though. Like I don't want to see that. (laughs) And so... If if it's on accident, whatever. Okay, fine. That said, if he if he has him kill, I mean, what is it? George Clooney's the only Batman that hasn't killed something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty much they all have killed. It's either him or Kilmer. I don't remember which. And so, 
I mean, obviously Ben Affleck did, Christian Bale did, and no, those guys are completely fine. Yeah, completely fine. Yeah, BS. Uh, they're dead. Or in Christian Bale's case, he he didn't have to save him. No, like I've that's none of that has ever sat right with me. And there are just certain characters that are held to higher moral standards, and I think Batman is one of them. And so, no, it doesn't bother me when Green Arrow kills, but Batman does because when Green Arrow, I mean, I don't hold Green Arrow to the same standards I hold Batman. And so it's they're not the same character. So I I don't mind a, a learning from it thing, like not unlike what I would almost expect to happen from Man of Steel, right? Like Doomsday is different, but Man in Man of Steel, Superman kills Zod. In the comics, when he killed a version of Zod from a pocket universe, it ripped him up mentally, and he exiled himself mm-hmm. out into space over it. Like it affected him. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see somebody like Batman or Superman being comfortable with killing and sense. you know in man of steel it look at superman's face right after he does it he's not happy about what just went down there he's not okay with it give me something along those lines and it'll be all right you know it's not going to ruin the movie for me and i inevitably assume he is going to kill it's just not my preference okay chris yeah i don't know where i stand on this yet um, I know where I want. I mean, I'm with everyone. It's like you know, the moral code is is supposed is supposed to be kind of uh, you know one of those things that just you know bat the whole thing like Batman doesn't kill. Yeah, we know even in the comics he's killed. You know, no, we, I I kind of chuckle at the line where he says like you said in Batman Begins, I don't have to save you. Okay, well, whatever makes you sleep at night. Right <laughs> at that point. Well, that, he's Batman. He doesn't have to sleep at night. That's true. He that's you know yeah, yeah. Alfred slips some the horse tranquilizers. <laughs> um, but um, I don't know if we're gonna get the the killing in this one necessarily. I think we're just gonna get the beating with an adventure life at that point. But I, I do like you know kind of daring into a different way. I I liked hearing that Reeve says you know we're gonna not only explore the city but also explore the origins, like Batman's origins, mm-hmm. without necessarily the movie having to depict that. Like right. his investigation and stuff like that are going to explore his origins without necessarily have to doing bang bang pearls. Right. Well, it's almost I like think we're gonna. I still think we're gonna get that just because what movie we haven't gotten that in, right. in shape or form. Well, it's almost like telling a Batman origin story with from a different person's point of view, like what's going on in the rest of the world during Batman's origin type deal. So I can get that. Um, I'm doing a podcast on a lot of on this no killing rule in a couple weeks. So I don't want to waste all my ammo here. I don't want to give Mr. Snell something to, to find, look up and counter with me on. But I will say this. I am a, I, I want Batman to have the no kill rule. I like the no kill rule for me. It's not a matter of not wanting the no kill rule. One of my Batman to kill. It's just that I don't, I understand the difference in times where sometimes you might have to. You know, and, and and there are certain times in comics and in movies where you have to have a superhero that does. And I have a big problem with other heroes of, of statures being being able to do that with no problem. But once again, that's a different argument. Well, there's uh, one big problem you're going to have to come up with against Travis. What's that? Why doesn't he kill the Joker? You have to if, if anyone who's going to argue there's times you kill with Batman, you have to be able to answer that question in the story, not mm-hmm. out of story. He's a popular character. So, of course, you. I mean, in story like that's. That has always been a flaw with the kill rule. So just I get that. you better yeah. start figuring out your thoughts on that because you know Travis <laughs> is going to come at you with it. Oh yeah, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, the um, Death of the Family would be a good reread. Yeah. Yes, it would. <laughs> well, even listen to White Knight. It kind of gives you an explanation as to why they don't, uh, Batman doesn't kill the Joker, why he hasn't before. He well, almost gets I'll, to that point, you know? Or as our good buddy Nathan would say, watch the film Under the Red Hood, too. Yeah. There's a very distinct sequence that d- addresses that. It's it's gonna be a good a good back and forth we're gonna have. So <laughs> I, I look forward to listening to it. Yeah, oh, I appreciate it. It's gonna be fun. Uh, so his last question is uh, from the small scenes that we saw of Bruce in public. It looks like he's on more on the depressed side. We have he, they haven't developed that flamboyant fake Bruce Wayne yet, or will that not be a thing in Reeves' version? I touched on this earlier when I was talking about it. Uh, when I was talking about the trailer, I think that eventually it will be. I think that Alfred will play a big role in that. In saying like you got to put yourself out there as like Bruce Wayne to keep attention away from you as Batman, because somebody eventually is going to line up that you came back and Batman started coming around. So uh, I can see that developing by the end of the movie. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Even if you look at year one, there the, you don't have a lot of playboy, if at all, with Bruce. You know, at that point, he's very concentrated on the mission and things like that. So, you're you're right. We don't. I don't. We don't have enough to even think about that's developing. But I think you're you're right, Travis. I think Alfred is going to play who draw like that. We heard Andy Circus love this. You know, I know what Andy Circus looks like, but I like to <laughs> kind of see <laughs> see like what he looks like at, as our Alfred. And um, God, they cast some pretty. I don't think there's been a bad casting of an Alfred yet. In any way, shape, in, in animated and live action. I agree. Yep. You know, right. I think with the, I, I think with the Playboy images, he's still learning that. And right now, I would view what he's doing as trying to stay, not draw attention to himself. As the Playboy, as the rich Playboy, he draws attention to Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. He's putting himself in the public spotlight. Now he does it as a way to hide in plain sight. The, to me, my my expectation is what we've seen so far is prior to him coming up with that plan. And he's trying to just be more covert. He's trying not to draw attention to himself. He's trying to be the person that uh, when other people spot him, they look away because they're uncomfortable. Uh, like, that's who, that's who I feel like he's trying to be now. And later he will switch into that Playboy image when he thinks that will be the better route to go. Just an idea. I 100% agree with you on that, Brent. That That's kind of where I think they go to, because in my mind, I think about it, they're trying to make this more real world. I mean, just because you're super rich doesn't mean you have to be popular and well-known. I mean, I get it's Wayne in Gotham, so yeah, by story, it's going to be on but they can change the story however they want to. If You you could be as rich as him and sit in your, your mansion all day and never talk to anybody, and you would never draw attention to yourself at all, I feel. Um, but yeah, I, I think that we're going to get this kind of depressed look for a while. Uh, and until he really, really gets some story developed, maybe by like the third movie, you start to see some uh, some change in his attitude. But I think that the the first few movies or first two movies of the series, you're going to see a depressed Bruce Wayne most of the time. Pattinson plays that depressed uh, guy really well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see it. It's, I think we'll. I, I'll disagree. I don't think we're going to go through two movies with depressed. Bruce Wayne in the sense of not being the playboy. I think we'll start seeing that in the second film. But one thing I want to I want to hold people to is that great fan reaction to this 
great just buzz about this. Mm-hmm. Let's remember, he's changing things. We have not seen a Riddler like this before mm-hmm. in this way. We have, we're going to, he's basing things off this, but he's bringing his own spin to the Batman. And last time we got this, again, I blame WB for mismarketing and mis- and meddling too much. You know, I'm hoping that it seems like the the world is ready for this. I really hope it's true because I've been ready for this since we first got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I agree. It's definitely going to be a different take on it. And once again, you know, you have people like me who looked at it individually and were like, no, this, I don't think we're going to like this very much. I'm still not a huge fan of the suit, but I, I, said, before, yeah. I said before I can get past the suit if it looks like the movie's going to be good. Looks like the movie's going to be really good. Just just from the first uh, you know two minutes we saw, looks like the movie's gonna be really good. I didn't like the Batmobile when we first saw the picture, but Brent, you were right in this in this trailer. It looked pretty good. In most freaking awesome. Yeah. yeah. And same thing so. with the bat suit. I thought the bat suit looked freaking awesome. Nah. The chest plate reminded me of Arkham games, <laughs> and just the way he moved when he was fighting, it looked very practical. Mm-hmm. In fact, that he built all this. I uh, just I can't wait to get this movie. Just inject it into my veins now. Well, well, how about like where we're gonna be? This is a, this is a trilogy. Bat suit from here to bat suit in third movie. That, that's where what we're I gonna get see. to. That I I like hearing. You said over and over. This is an evolution. We're not gonna see full on Catwoman. We're gonna see the beginnings of Selena Kyle. We're gonna see the beginnings of Bruce understanding his ways at this point. So. And I think there's been such a fan reaction to this is that it's not your standard superhero movie. Mm-hmm. There is a story. He Reeves understands like these beats at that point, what will get it. And I think that's what's even more appealing is that it's not just as Kevin Smith would say, fighty fighty. You know, <laughs> it's it, we got some big fighty fighty going on, but there's more to this. This is a deeper. This is another character study. Yeah. Well, they, I think Matt Reeves even said in the panel that the big part of about the suit. And the changes in the suit was obviously you want to have your own your own suit when you come out with Batman. Every version has their own suit, but this one was more about practicality of movement, right? Mm-hmm. They wanted yeah. to make sure that he was able to move. Like if you're going to be a ninja that wears armor, which I, I don't know about that, but if you're going to be a ninja and you're going to wear armor, you want to be able to fight properly. So well, as you say uh, Christian when he consulted Christian Bale, is that um, be sure he can fight, be sure the suit well, can move to fight. Well, Christian Bale also said, be sure you can relieve yourself. Right, that's true too. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> very, very important part about the bat suit is to be able to do that. But. And turn her head. Yeah, uh, bat, bat fleet will make sure to have a zipper in it for him after talking to Bale. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. Well, what else, guys? You got anything else about the Batman you like? You wanted to bring up about the trailer? I, I thought we covered everything. I'm very excited for it, and I can't wait to see a trailer after he shoots 100 percent, rather mm-hmm. than this is just 30, 25 to 30 percent film. So. I mean, I can't wait for the next trailer. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be pretty awesome. Supposed to start filming again uh, next week, beginning of September. Supposed to, is, is when it's scheduled to start filming again. Uh, production should be done by or, or wrap should wrap by the end of the year, and that gives them nine months until uh, October of next year to do post. So that's Batman, that's the, mo- Batman movie in October. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? Yeah. Uh, Not like there's a the great great source material based around that time or anything chris right <laughs> well we're getting that just in a different version right so we're gonna find that one day but 
Fellas, this is the longest episode of DC Alliance podcast we've had. I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good. It actually gets longer every week we do, which is great. It's just grow. I mean, you just keep talking. It's fantastic. Brent, you, have... you, you, you know how much I used I was on the longest episode of DC TV as a Colin character for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it's great to have it out there, man. We had a lot to talk about this week. Uh, after Fandom, it was all impressive. I just want, if you could give it a grade, a, a practical grade for everything at Fandom, what would you give it? Go around the table, Chris. Um, a plus times in Googleplex, Infinity, and beyond. Got you. Brent? It's <laughs> not a real number. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at it as real. Uh, honestly, I, I'd give him an A. Uh, can I say it was perfect? No, that's why it's not an A+. Plus, but yeah. it, where I think they could have done better is so minor. that, that It's slam dunk, huge, phenomenal success story. Travis? Uh, I gotta go with... Uh... Pretty much an A plus, yeah. I got to. You have uh, that weird system in Canada. No, there were there was a couple mistakes uh, with panels, like the Titans panel being a basically a clip show. That was that was something like I could have used, but same with Flash. But uh, for the most part, the Hall of Heroes and all the movies, bravo! This was a day for DC to shine. And any mistakes were minor, and they can definitely improve on them. I'm hoping this is the industry standard going forward. Uh, pretty impressive. And no like technical issues, which I was impressed with. Very, very impressive, yes. Uh, A-plus for me. Uh, there may have been some mistakes that you'd have to point out to me. Off the top of my head, I can't think of any. And if there were, they wouldn't be big enough for me to remember. So A-plus for me all the way. Loved every minute of it. Um, well, fellas... Longest podcast ever, two and a half hours. Let's go ahead and get out of here. Chris, where can they find you, sir? You can find me on Twitter, at Chris Balga. You can follow both shows I'm on, uh, World's Finest True Believers, at Finest Believers, and Marvel Alliance, at Marvel A Podcast. Brent, where can they find you? Uh, Brent Tech Prime on Twitter. Go to squadcastmedia.com to find the shows I'm a part of. There you go. Mr. Hines. Travis underscore 156 on Twitter. Uh, both shows I co-host with you, and I guess that I have World's Finest True Believers this week. Nice. Also, programming note for superhero discussions, uh, we are going to review Man of Tomorrow and talk about the little bit of animated news from DC Fandom on that show, so that's why you didn't get it here. And we will also be putting up a the end of Season 2 uh, for Patreon people, $5 Patreon people early, so you'll get that. That'll drop. Uh, we're going to not put out an episode covering Superman the Animated Series this week. For the regular listeners, that'll come the following week. Uh, we'll put out the Man of Tomorrow review for you guys this week. There you go. I'm looking forward to it, man. I think I'm going to watch that as soon as we get out of here. And you can find me at the Bat Daddy 52 on Twitter. Uh, check out that name, and you can find me just uh, figure out where you can find me just about everywhere else. Geek Ultimate Alliance Network, Super Civil Servants Podcast, Series 3 Panthers Podcast. I'm all over the place. Fellas, let's get out of here. I'm fan-domed out for the night. Thank you all so much for coming. Always a pleasure talking to all y'all. And until next week, keep pounding. I am vengeance. I am no, let me do it. I am vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Batman. Uh, Thanks, guys.